This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. We are kicking off a very special live edition of the show. I mean, live on location, kind of live. We're live (laughs) six nights a week from our studio, our beautiful studio in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, But tonight we're in Nashua, New Hampshire, surrounded by a a group of uh, wonderful liberty-minded people, hundreds of them, who... There they are. There's at least a fraction of hundreds. hundreds. Uh, And they are here for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, as are we. In fact, we're going to be broadcasting for the the entirety of the weekend. Although, unfortunately, I will have to uh, not be here for some of it. So, Mark, you are going to be in charge, and hopefully you won't break everything. I'm normally in charge. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, the uh, organizer of the keep Liberty, you around for the technical stuff. The organizer of the Liberty Forum is here with us, and we might as well start with you, Chris Lawless. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Glad you're here. Thanks, guys. Uh, because you always do a, just a tremendous job putting this event together. Is this your third year organizing this? Yeah, it's the fourth year of the event. Fourth. It's the third year that I've been third. running it, correct. Okay. And it's the third year it's been here at the uh, the Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire. That's correct. Third year we're here, and every year... It's something so wonderful. I, it, was, it was awesome. Always throws a great gig. Yeah, the, the food here is actually really good. That's one mm-hmm. of the... So uh, give me some idea of what... We had some gun shoots, little statehouse tours. Right now we have a welcome reception going on. People are meeting each other. But uh, we're going to kick it off tomorrow with an opening reception. Um, we have speakers from all different walks of the liberty movement. So there really is something from everyone. There's some political speakers. There's some anarchy speakers. There's some economic speakers, anti-war speakers. Um, we truly have the mishmash representing all the liberty activism. How many total speakers? That's a great question. It's it's close to 30. It, yeah, a couple dozen at least, yeah. Absolutely. There's probably, I'd say, 26 different sessions so um, everything with the whole shebang what's that cost at the door now at the door now it's 130 dollars for speakers only because we can't give you meals because you waited too long to order you sold out (laughs) yeah we sold out of meals on the internet so they would have to come down see it in person um we can definitely let people in the door they're definitely going to want to see judge napolitano tomorrow night yeah he's the he's the big headliner 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, 800-259-9231. You're likely going to hear a lot of interviews uh, throughout the next few days on the program, which is, of course, unusual for uh, for Free Talk Live. But it's still going to be open phones. You're still welcome to, uh, to call in toll-free and, as always, bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. Now- so. I hear the uh, Chris the opening ceremony at 9:30 a.m. tomorrow because we're not yet open. I mean, you know, all these people are having a good time and everything, and, and we haven't even started the Liberty Forum yet. I hear there's going to be a big deal at the opening ceremony. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 9:30 we start with the opening ceremony, and I'm going to give you a little talk. But right when we start, I have two special surprises. I don't even want to give one of them away. One of them we're just going to we're going to be let's just say a remote welcome. And the other is we're going to start off the Liberty Forum with a bang. I'm willing to bet that no conference has ever started this way that I've ever heard of. You know, when uh, <laughs> when gun lovers and Second Amendment rights uh, people get together and they, you talk about starting off with a bang, it's a, it's a little scary. Yeah, I can promise you that it will not involve firearms. Okay, well, that, that's good news. And uh, then Judge Napolitano's, uh, t- of course, Friday evening and uh, Saturday, big day. It's got You've got Anthony Gregory. Uh, David Friedman, who is the, the my personal favorite here. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about hearing him speak. And um, oh, Angela Keaton from Antiwar.com. A- anybody else you want to point out? 
Well, I, I was going to say Stuart Rhodes will be here from Oath Keepers. Um, we're yeah, gonna that's going to be a big deal. Th- yeah, he's very excited to be here. We're also going to have um, Tom Barton's going to speak. Uh, Michelle Seven, who I heard you guys, you know, she was on your show. Yeah, that's what great really, lady. Um, kind of maybe say, hey, I, I need to have her at the Liberty Forum. So she's going to be um, she's going to be speaking tomorrow. And uh, Will Grigg is probably the one I'm looking forward to on Sunday. That's Will Grigg from LewRockwell.com. We talk about his stuff a lot on the show. He does a great job of, of following the unfortunate rise of the police state in this country. So looking forward to that. I uh, was, uh, you know, in, 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 in there where everyone else was having drinks. I, I was I was not. But I saw Bradley Balco uh, lurking, oh, wow. cool. lurking about. From and, Reason.com. Yeah, I'm going to have him, um, you know, get in here later on. And um, Jason, Jacob Hornberger's uh, wrapping it up on uh, Sunday. That's a huge a- name. Yeah, absolutely. He was just on Freedom Watch with the judge last week. And uh, we're really looking forward to hear what he has to say on Sunday to wrap things up. Awesome. It's it's really like a, a who's who. I mean, the guest list here at uh, the Liberty Forum is like a who's who of the Liberty Movement. I mean, a lot of people listening to the show may not have any idea who we're talking about. I mean, these aren't really people that are generally making the circuit on the big news shows, with the exception of, of Andrew Napolitano. Yeah, I mean, people know that name. Now he's gonna besides giving that speech, he's gonna be doing uh, a book signing um, after after the speech, right? Absolutely, we'll have books for sale. You know, all the different books that he's written, and he'll be staying right after the speech to sign them, talk to people, you know, maybe take some pictures. Awesome. Really, really great. 1-800-259-9231. That's the number that uh, connects you here with us. Whether you want to talk about the, the forum here uh, or whatever might happen to be on your mind, that's uh, that's fine, too. Again, 800-259-9231. I'm so jealous uh, because I have to go down to New York City tomorrow for this talk radio convention, and I, I get to miss... The bulk of uh, of all of the all of the fun, all the great speakers. Friday and Saturday, I'm not going to be here, so I'll be uh, tuning in uh, Saturday night to hear what it's all about. And of course, there will be all kinds of interesting folks to talk to. Michelle Seven just actually walked through the door here. Maybe we'll be able to pull her uh, pull her over in a moment and talk to her. And we've had Michelle on the show before. She actually called in this week, but we've actually had her on a, as a guest to talk about how she is, and I believe she still is, refusing to uh, to pay the IRS. She's nodding. That's good. Uh, so Michelle is one of my heroes. Looking forward to talking to her. So now Saturday's lined up. Real um, Michelle speaking on Saturday, and Saturday's lined up with a lot of speakers. So one could, if they couldn't get off, on, say Friday, they had to work. They could still come in on Saturday and get. Absolutely, we have five ses- five different sessions, so they would be able to see five different speakers that day. And, and what's I'll, that ticket? It's just a Saturday ticket. I believe it's sixty dollars, but yeah, it's, it's really know. really a bargain. And one other thing I'd like to point out for all the people who are listening is we will have some of these up on the Internet almost immediately. And also for people who are attending who are having that dilemma of I can only be at one place at one time, we are actually going to have a room downstairs with recordings. So if you can't be in two places at once, oh wow, you'll be able to, you know, after dinner or something, go down there. You don't get that at any other convention. So wait, what, what, I miss, I'm sorry, I was doing a little technical thing here. What's being recorded? So the whole we'll thing? be recording the whole thing. Oh, great. And once, so let's say you couldn't see Speaker A, you had to see Speaker B, you right. can go downstairs, we're going to have a, um, a TV, you can be able to watch that right down there later on in the afternoon. Will the videos be available online later for everybody that couldn't make it out? Absolutely, we'll have them as soon as available. That's we great. have a, a team that will be posting them probably like one every couple days 
on the Free State Project oh, great. YouTube channel. It really For is me, great. that's always been one of the frustrating, the most frustrating thing about being here is that there's usually so many great speakers and there's only one of me. So I can only be in one place at one time. Uh, and I normally, I see a lot of people with video cameras. Anybody's allowed to videotape here, is that right, uh, Chris? Yeah, they will be, everyone will be allowed to videotape. We are asking that people sign something for two reasons. One is we want their email address so that we can contact them and say, hey, you might have video. Can we share it? Mm-hmm. And another is um, there will be no taping of one of the sessions. We'll just have to keep that for due to contract issues. So. Okay. Right. Right. But uh, mostly 90 plus percent. I would say 90 uh, plus percent. You can videotape. We welcome people videotaping pictures and we just want you to share. That's the one thing that yeah. we're asking that people do so, with us. I, I, you know, it, it's, a, it, it's a libertarian event. I see a lot of cameras and a lot of doodads around here. They love their gizmos. But you know what I'm also seeing is I'm seeing people packing heat on their hips. Can you imagine that there's people who have firearms on their hips and they don't hurt anybody? It's a great thing to live in the free state. Yeah. (laughs) Here we are in New Hampshire, probably the the nicest hotel I've been to in New Hampshire. There there may be others uh, vying for it, and people are walking around with guns on their hips. It's it's not the wild, wild west. It's just normal folks. Yeah, it's actually funny. One of the speakers had emailed me today, and he goes, hey, I heard I can open carry. Is that true? I said, absolutely. We encourage it. All right, 800-259-9231. Chris Lawless, I'm sure you'll be uh, touching base with us here throughout the weekend, kind of giving us highlights and uh, your observations as the organizer of the event. Always appreciate having you here. Now, before you go on the numbers, um, Chris, because, I mean, uh, the event's about how many butts you put in seats, right? Right. Um, How many people have you had compared to last year? I think we have 350 pre-registrations, meaning people who've already gone through the website, clicked in. So I think it was like 352 or something like that when we shut down on Monday. More coming up from the Liberty Forum. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Dot com. So we're here for, uh, live from the 2010-2010 Liberty Forum at the Nashua Crown Plaza Hotel. Just an absolutely spectacular hotel here, and uh, apparently they're good to uh, the Free State Project because we're back now for the third year in a row. And there's lots of people pouring in. Uh, today is sort of the official first day, though there weren't any... Uh, there this weren't is the unofficial first day. Well, I mean, it's it's in the uh, the schedule, so it's an official first day. Uh, it's just that there aren't any opening uh, ceremonies tomorrow morning. Okay, well, whatever. It's in the schedule, um, so there just aren't any uh, there just aren't any speakers today. They had a normally they go out and they do a, like a gun shoot thing, which Michelle uh, Michelle Seven is with us here, and uh, you, it's my understanding you went out to the gun thing today. Is that- Absolutely, they had two different sessions, one this morning and one this afternoon. And since I was up really late last night with Liberty Caravan people who are here. Um, I uh, I went to the afternoon shoot and I had a blast. It was great. Great. Now, isn't that uh, Boston? Was it Boston Tea Party that was uh, putting that on? Actually, no. Um, uh, what is it? Ken from Ken? Uh, what's his name? I don't know. From Boston Tea Party. Okay, that is him. Okay. There. Yeah. Yes, he was there and he um actually helped people with the shotgun skills. Right. But it was actually put on by the gun club, I believe. 
Now, he is, uh, his real name's Ken, but is, he's known as Boston Tea Party. He's one of the, uh, I guess, more prolific authors in the movement. And he's here this weekend. Yes. Uh, and he's come actually out from the Free State Wyoming movement, which is kind of you know, like the little brother, if you will, of, uh, of the Free State Project. Uh, they're, they're trying out You're there. You're such but, a generous man. Yeah, they're, they're trying. They're doing their best. So, Michelle Seven, I mean, we've had you on the show before in the past, and you told us that you weren't paying the IRS. You had decided that you'd had it. Uh, what 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 brought you to that conclusion? I mean, I presume you paid at some point in your life. I did. I also, like you, uh, no longer pay them. So what was your path to that conclusion? Actually, in other than money that was maybe taken out for FICA or SDI or something like that out of paychecks while I was, you know, waitressing in high school and college, I've never filed or paid income wow. taxes. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Now, so um, so that's a that's a while. Have there, they gotten right? a hold of you? Said, hey, oh. you know, we'd like some more money. A couple times. Okay, good. Yeah. So that's at least a few years, at least five years, would you say, right? I mean, <laughs> well, I'm 42. I wasn't so. <laughs> going to ask you that. <laughs> so it's 20 years. You worth. make 42 look good, yeah. Michelle. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, she's a very beautiful lady. So so a long time. Have they ever sent you like a threatening letter? They've called and um, essentially the IRS really wants you to file. Yeah, I bet they do. Right. And they That's don't call they the and most. say, we want you to pay. They say, we just want you to file. And you've told them? Send me something in the mail. Okay. I started with that. I said, you know what? I just don't take phone calls. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so did they send you something? Several things. And in, you know, But you know what? Did they I, scare you? I mean, what? What are they trying to do? Well, what do they say? What is the threat? Um, the threat is that they're going to take my property. The, you own um, your own home? There's No, I've no. sold everything. I see. I got rid of everything. I own my own home. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I decided that um, that uh, a long time ago, I think when I was about six, that I was a free person. Mm-hmm. And um, I always have believed that income tax equates to slavery. I agree. But if you don't own, I don't the see fruit, how it couldn't. Right. If you if you don't own the fruit of your labor, then you're. What a do you own? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know. So I own my mind. I own my body, and I own the production that I, you know, and the mix of labor that I put with the resources here. And so, I um, I guess I've been willing to give up property, but because I'm a mom with three kids, I was never willing to give up a home. So I just yeah. got rid of it myself before it could be taken from me. So you rent then. I rent. Okay. And do you have your own car? I mean, could they take that from you? Or do you? Sure. They could. But they, so? they, they, they yeah. <laughs> Right. If they take my car, they're taking a bigger problem than I. <laughs> you can have it. They can take stuff. But, you know, the IRS really wants to intimidate and scare people. Mm-hmm. And in actuality, you know, um, they're very limited as to what they can take. You'd be surprised. Is that, like what? Well, they can't take, for example, they can't come in and take your dishes. They can't come in and take your washer and dryer. Mm. They can't come in and take your clothes or your children's clothes or your children's toys or their bicycles. Or if you have a car that you use to go to and from work. I don't I, know what anyone else uses their car for. Right. And, <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I'm pretty certain that they can't take that as well based upon what I've, I've found. And, mm. Um, there are, for example, my, so what if my kids live in the house? Can they take it, take the house then? Well, <laughs> Where are my or kids? Can they take the kids? The <laughs> yeah. So if you own your home, I suppose that those are one of those things. Or, or if the bank owns your home, like, do you own your home or does your bank own the home? I own it. Really? Yeah, I paid it off. Good for you. So yeah. a corporation that, that uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure who the owner of the corporation is owns my home. Right. 
Well, so I don't know how that works. So do they do they get in touch with you every year and say, Michelle, we want you to file? Or when's the last time you heard from them? Uh, a few days ago. Really? Yes. And they're actually after me right now for 2006. Mm. And then I've received something for 2009 as well that's um, more benign. But for 2006, they've gone through, and it's just a process, it's an, a, and there's a some methodology there, and that's actually what I'm going to talk to people about this year, because I really want to dispense the fear. Because people think, if I don't pay, I'm going to jail. Like, what, next week? Mm. Next month? They're going to take everything I own. What? This is for 2006. This was from four years ago. So you haven't filed a return, period? Um, have you, You've never given them a piece of paper ever? You've never, like, a 1040EZ or anything like that, ever? I filed once okay. when I was in college. Okay. And, um, Before to, you knew better? Pardon well, me? Before you knew better? Well, in order to qualify for a scholarship, even though uh, it wasn't federal aid, for some reason, they yeah, just required yeah. They got their tentacles so, into all kinds of things, yeah, so it doesn't surprise really me. Right. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to, to, to understand. I mean, you I, did you earn money more than $14,000 a year from the time of college to – I mean, because you could have been a mom and stayed at home. I'm just trying to figure these things out because – you know, if they're coming after you for 2006, what about the years prior to 2006? You didn't file for those. No, I didn't. Now, my situation is rather unique that I was married to someone who's not an American citizen, didn't have a green card, um, and brought money into this country. Hmm. So I was still, according to law, obligated to file, but uh, I still didn't then. Yeah, I don't think you. If, if you're not making 14 grand a year that they can prove, um, you know, being, uh, you know, from an employer or something like that, then I don't think you. I don't even think you have to file them. You're well, supposed to file every year. Is that so? Well, that's mm-hmm. always been my question: is if I'm obligated to file, can you prove the obligation? I mean, show me how I'm obligated to do anything with you people. I mean, you're, to me, the IRS is just a group of strangers that sends threatening letters to people. They're very uh, organized strangers. Though. Yeah, I mean, but you'd be surprised. They're not nearly as organized as you think. I, indeed. I, 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 I get that uh, they're not as organized as they should be because they're the government. And they I'll give be. you an example. I re, um, <clears throat> some time ago after uh, Motorhome Diaries interviewed me, at that point, they had uh, the IRS had... Um, and I say they, even though it's it, but whatever. It, I had received something saying that they were going to levy against me and my property. And they, in fact, have since done that. And um, for t- $632,000. So what, um, which oh property gosh. is this that they're levying against? <laughs> they said whatever property you have. Oh, so it's just like a piece of paper that says anything that you've got we could take? Right. Okay, great. To collect but you don't our $632,000. Right. Except we can't take any uh, the car that you drive your kids to school and back from, and we can't take their clothes. We can't take your clothes, and we can't take your Well, business. I think with the it's bill heroic. of $632,000. Michelle, if you want to stick around, you're welcome to. Sure. Hang on. More coming up here from the Liberty Forum, the 2010 Liberty Forum in Nashville, New Hampshire. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 
1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And the features are completely free. Mark, uh, do we need to talk about some of our uh, wonderful advertisers here tonight, like uh, SACL CAI? Yeah, SACL CAI. Jason Osborne's here. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I gave him his bastard sword uh, given to me by Reclaiming the Blade, and he's pretty excited about that. Great. So people can go to our website. They can see the banner column there. We've got Sakel's banner right there at the top. Head on over there. If you need collections work done, you need to talk to the folks over at Sakel, C-A-I. Our number here is 800-259-9231. Michelle Seven, still with us uh, from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the 2010 Liberty Forum tomorrow, not tomorrow, you're going to be speaking, looks like Saturday afternoon, is yes. that right, Michelle? Yes. And get real close on that mic. Uh, so we were talking about you and your adventures with the IRS. Uh, they have come after you. You haven't filed taxes with them in a long time. Correct. And they really would like you to, uh, to start filing taxes, but you're not so interested in doing that. No, I'm not so interested in, in proclaiming that I'm a slave and participating in that system, no. Right. Why would anyone want to voluntarily uh, participate in their system? And they're, they are trying to intimidate you. They're telling you they're going to levy your, your assets. Right. Uh, they're going to take something like $600,000 from you or something like that. Sure. Do you have a bank account? Sure, I keep a bank account and and so aren't you know, they coming right. in there every week and and, and no, jacking no, money no, out no. of it? No, actually, so so most recently I received this statement that they're going to levy property against me, and I sent them back a um a form letter at requesting a hearing, and this is how unorganized they are. Um, they sent me back a denial for the hearing, saying that my with a copy of my postmarked envelope saying that I had not got it in by the 21st, which was the deadline. Mm. And they had the date circled. Well, they had the date circled as the 25th, which was the day they received it in their office. But up in the right-hand corner where a postmark goes, it said the 19th. So they don't even know how to open it. They They circle the right date. Yes, thank you. So then I, you know, sent back a copy of that copy saying no, you know, with the little paint by numbers thing so that they could follow (laughs) along. But, you know, you said something about, you know, why this amount uh, and what are they going to come after? Well, obviously, someone thinks I own something because to have a $632,000 tax bill, they're assuming that I made like somewhere around $2 million for that year. Mm. And they're not required to prove that I made that much money. What what do you do, may may I ask? I'm a mom. Yeah, you're not making two million dollars as a mom. I mean, that's uh, it's a good paying mom position. Pretty. It was certain. for trading in the market. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so what's next? I mean, they're they're trying to come after you, but for whatever reason, they're not coming into your bank account to just take take money out of it. No. Uh, so when I sent this letter, actually, what that does, this response back saying I would like a hearing, until I get that hearing, they're frozen. I see. They're not allowed to touch a bank account or anything else. And there really is, you know, I really wanted to dispel, dispel people's fears this weekend because mm-hmm. there, people have so many more um, rights and, and things legally, not just human rights. And I'm for human rights and, and natural law, but there are actually laws in place for people that... Um, that enable them to avoid all kinds of troubles with the IRS, but they're just not aware of them. Yeah, I can't say I'm aware. I mean, I've never read their rules, and 
when I was younger, I did because I was told to uh, fill out taxes. But within the last five years, I've I've stopped, and I'm fortunate, I guess, because they haven't bothered to send me anything yet. It's it's been since 2004 is the last time that I uh, filed their mm. paperwork with them, and I don't know if they know don't know my address, but I'm pretty sure they do because. There are these people that uh, will buy advertising on our show, and they require that we have some kind of, what is it, a W-9, I think? Uh, they, yeah, they, W-9. Yeah, they, they want, in order to pay us for advertising, they want my tax information. Hmm. So, I mean, I know they've got my info because all of those W-9s or whatever are going out to them, uh, but they've never, they've never even sent me uh, one letter. I was found through the court, actually. I... Um I received a parking ticket, and I oh, was... Oh, okay. Me too. I protested that. Good. That's what we're doing right now, actually. So I went, I went to court, and um, I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but in Nashville, there's court fees and da-da-da-da-da-da, and so I had to fill out all this paperwork, and that's, I think, how they found me, actually. Interesting. Now, when, in the did system. They, when did they find you? After how many years were you not sending them the, the paperwork to where they caught up to you? Well... They've they've approached me for 2006 is all. Okay, for two th- they've approached you in 2006 for the year 2006. 2006. Yeah, I see. So so three so you were pay- you were not filing for many years before that, and they never came after you. Right. Un- until then. Right. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So uh, so wh- I got a phone call once and and a request for for me to file and. I, um, I'm sorry, I don't talk to strangers. Goodbye. Yeah, basically, that's what I said. I actually kind of flipped my hair, batted my eyelashes, and said, you know, I'm just a mom. Can you talk to my husband and call back later? I just don't know. Mm-hmm. That was it. <laughs> so so you have a husband? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. So uh, so where, where's this going to go next? I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Well, Saturday, we're going to chat about that, actually, and I'm very excited about that. But um, from here, I have really, I know that I have no control over what, what the government, you know, does to They'll me. do what they do. Or That's whatever, true. you know. But um, in the meantime, I've got three kids who are all liberty-minded, and mm-hmm. they're all teenagers, so I'm very comfortable that they're going to be fine. And um, I suppose if, if I was presented the choice to cut a check, for some amount, whatever that amount is, or go to jail, I'd probably leave the country, <laughs> or I'd go to jail. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not willing to. Uh, I'm not willing to to accept coercion. Good on you. You are just so courageous, and I hope that you will inspire other people to, uh, to follow in your footsteps, yeah. especially folks up here in New Hampshire, because, well, up here we have the, uh, the added benefit of being able to disobey with our friends. Like, we can have this whole backing that may not exist in Nashville. It may not exist right. in wherever our listeners might be. But up here, I mean, you literally, if you get called into some sort of court trial... You can have 20 to 40 people show up with as little as, you know, a day or two's notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you promote it effectively, you can have more than 40 people show up. I mean, just, just right. having that support network, I think, is something that really will hopefully help uh, right. people come on board with doing something like what you and myself are, are doing. Well, not only, I think it's so great, this, this I hate to say organization, but um, this commitment to freedom is so great. You know, I happen to be a born-again Christian, and there are friends within this this group who are atheists. But mm-hmm. we both agree on um, having a 
nonviolent, non-coercive, um, non-fraudulent relationship with one another. Yep. And so we're fine. Absolutely. And so the, that's really the different key. interest groups yeah. here. There, there's a, a, the, a wide array, as you mentioned, Christians, mm-hmm. atheists, uh, panentheists. I mean, there's all kinds of different yeah. belief systems here. But you're right. The core agreeing belief between all of us is that we think that coercion needs to be eliminated from uh, human relationships. Yeah. And so thank you so much, Michelle, uh, for doing uh, what you're doing, for being a trailblazer in the world of, uh, of not paying, and in, in this case, not even filing uh, mm-hmm. for the, uh, the government's income taxes. And uh, you'll Thanks, be speaking Ian. Saturday afternoon, yes. so plenty of time to get up here to New Hampshire, Nashua Crown Plaza Hotel. You can buy a la carte. So, I mean, if you can't make it up for Friday and you, you can't make it up to see the various different folks, uh, Judge uh, Napolitano, Boston Tea Party, lots of folks, Radley Balco from Reason.com, some of the Friday speakers, mm-hmm. maybe you can't make it up for Friday. Come up for Saturday. Buy the one-day pass. Get in, see, and, and uh, meet Michelle and all the other folks that will be here speaking this weekend. Are you going to be here the entire weekend? You I am, until Sunday? Sunday evening. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So you'll be. So what are you looking forward to seeing here? Because you're also here to uh, enjoy the event. What are, are you, well, I'm definitely going to take advantage of the fact that, that they're taping this and watch David Friedman, who's speaking at the same time as I am. So <laughs> I imagine that I'm going to be talking to a camera. <laughs> because I know that if I were here visiting, I'd probably be watching him. But I'm... Um, I always enjoy seeing, uh, uh, talking to uh, Jacob Hornberger, actually, and um, I've seen him before, and I actually have a question about whether or not he thinks that everybody's a sheep and whether or not he qualifies as a sheep because cool. he's going to uh, well, sign we'll, a census. So. Maybe we'll get him on the show here. Thanks, That's Michelle, good. for coming Thank on. You. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond. TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And normally our streams are working. They should be now, thankfully. We had uh, one of our friends in uh, Keene go and rescue uh, a major studio snafu on my part. So apologies to anybody that's been trying to listen online. We've been having some problems. But, of course, our radio listeners, I think all has been well there. Uh, and our number is still toll-free at 800-259-9231. Whether you've got a question for a guest, uh, of course, you'll have to make sure you get that call in while the guest is on the air. Or you just want to bring up whatever's on your mind. We are here from the 2010 Liberty Forum in Nashua, New Hampshire at the Crown Plaza Hotel. There's so much going on this weekend, and I'm so jealous, Mark, that you get to stay here all weekend and broadcast while I have to travel down on business. Quit your belly. Uh, to, go, to go schmooze with the, uh, the, the radio industry bigwigs. So coming up tomorrow, uh, Radley Balco from The Agitator at Reason Magazine. He is going to be – in fact, he's already in the building tonight. He is. Yeah, I've spoken with him. Uh, so we'll see if we can drag him in here at some point. I don't think we've ever had the chance to meet Radley I've Balco. I've got him scheduled for Saturday. Okay, great. Uh, so, yeah, Mark's here just putting everything together, and I'm just kind of hanging out tonight. Uh, what, so there's a lot to talk about here. Angela Keaton from Anti-War. Uh, Brett from the School Sucks podcast is here. 
So you can go to uh, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get a full list of the uh, the speakers that uh, that we've got this weekend. And it's really make the trip up here. If you can get up here for uh, for even if it's just for a day, you don't want to miss out on the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. There are hundreds of liberty-minded people all together in the same place enjoying each other's company and it really is a great time. So come on up. Mark, who's our next guest? Scott Beezer. Uh, he is the publisher of Big Head Press? I'm the general director. Okay. Well, I didn't come up with all these titles, so right. I don't think I can do So um, Big Head Press is a, uh, a publisher of sort of liberty-oriented comics. Does that sound right? Graphic novels. Okay, graphic novels. Hey, comics. Okay. Um, so rattle some of them off for me. I, I, I've read everything you guys put out, but uh, every, people listening haven't. Oh boy, run down the list. Well, let's see. We started out with uh, a drug work carol, so which uh, was which was really. I have read that. That was fantastic. Well, thank you very much. That was actually originally done on commission with uh, for Susan Wells, who came up with the original concept and I like, came up with the script and did the art. And now that's available. Press, that's available print, print free it. online, right? Yes, all everything we do is available free online. You just go to bigheadpress.com and click on the appropriate links, and you can read every story that we've done since the beginning for free. And if you like it, hopefully you'll go to Amazon or one of the other retailers we sell through and buy it. Well, that's great. I didn't even know that Big Head Press was behind a drug war carol. I remember reading that years ago, uh, I think when it first came out, like three or four years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you guys actually turned it into a real comic book, right? Right, right. We have a we have a print version. We have, we'll have some for sale here at the... At the Liberty the Room. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's packed full of historic information about the history of the the war on drugs, how it came about, and right. it's told in a very entertaining uh, comic, you know, kind of Christmas Carol style uh, tar- tale. And, it's great. And now the the big boy of your graphic novels is the Probability Brooch. The Probability Brooch, which is an adaptation of L. Neil Smith's original prose story, which was published back in 1980, and uh, we adapted it to graphic novel form. And that was really the re- the original reason Big Head Press was formed was so that we could do this project. And uh, a drug war carol sort of piggybacked onto that, just as sort of, sort of a benefit of timing. And then we continued on f- from a drug war carol to uh, several other projects, including uh, Roswell, Texas, which is a Roswell, Texas, right. awesome. It's um, uh, it's a an alternate future if Santa Anta if Santa Anna had been shot at the at the, the Alamo at the Alamo. Uh-huh. It is all, and I David mean, Crockett survived, and, they, yeah. and therefore Texas remained independent and not joining the United States. It takes your mind to a whole another universe. Um, now there's there's other comics on the list, um, but I'm I'm kind of focusing on the ones that I really like here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lemuse is. Lemuse. Um, you know, I go ahead. Lemieux sort of came out of left field. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was the result of my being on a, uh, a comic book forum that Warren Ellis ran, and I was looking for uh, something different to, to, to publish. And I ran into a fellow named Addy Tantamed who came up with this interesting concept of sort of turning the Superman myth on its head. What if Superman, instead of just you know playing a hero and beating up bad guys, decided to take over the world? And so. Uh, oh the muse is essentially you have two uh, beautiful young women who are the daughters of, of you know, other dimensional aliens with godlike superpowers and and whoever draws this can draw really well. I'd like oh to yeah, that, that about was the two young ladies that they draw. That was Hugo Petrus and, and uh, he's from Spain and uh, Adi found him and uh, he did excellent work on that. Yeah. Yep. And um, Odysseus the Rebel. Now that has just um, just come out in. Graphic novel form, is that correct? Right, we released that actually it was last October when, when oh, we, we printed the book. Flies. Yeah, yeah, time <laughs> flies when you're going insane. Um, yeah, that was written by Stephen Grant, who's a well-known writer in, in comic bookdom, is uh, best known for some of his Punisher stories, and also did some work for DC Comics. And he came to us with this 
different treatment of Odysseus. In the original uh, Greek version, Odysseus, you know, earned the wrath of the gods and therefore had to wander around for ten years before he made his peace with the gods and was allowed to go home. But in this version, he never quits. He never gives up. He never gives up his defiance of the gods, and he beats them. It's it's really nice. awesome. I mean, it's it's Odysseus with a with a liberty flair is the, the <laughs> way I see it. I mean, you you have to kind of understand the concepts of liberty to to get it. Um, and, and somebody could read the story without that uh, that understanding. And it's a great story, um, nonetheless. But you, you can kind of you can see the the threads going mm-hmm, through it. Mm-hmm. So um, and the two current ones that you're publishing online now they're not available in print yet. Not yet. Uh, Phoebus Crumb. Yeah, Phoebus Crumb is a uh, a sequel to uh, Henry Martin and Brenna Martin, which were two of the space pirate novels that Neil had published in the late 1980s. Mm-hmm. And uh, after. Uh, after uh, Pirates of the Caribbean came out, this is how this guy started. After Pirates of the Caribbean came out, came out, I thought, you know, it would be really fun to do a pirate story, but do one in space. And I knew that Neil could have these stories, and so let's let's do a sequel. And he came up with a story for Phoebus Crumb, in which um, Phoebus was the uh, the sort of right hand man to Henry Martin, and uh, he gets recruited to uh, to go and and deal with a dreadnought that uh, a super dreadnought ship that's going to threaten the balance of power in in the in the cluster where all these. Different and he has live. a much smaller ship. And he has a much smaller ship, and he has to basically largely through wit and guile. Uh, yeah, and a great to, crew. Try to beat overwhelming forces. Which is awesome Awesome yeah. characterization going uh-huh. on. Um, there's, a, there's a hot chick. Um, some, uh, That's some Brenna flying, Martin makes a return, yeah. yeah. Flying space critters, um, hot chicks, and uh, uh, really... Sort of a space cavalry. Yeah, yeah really great characterization. I, I have to say that if you've... Uh, that, uh, you know, if, if, if you... If you don't like rated R stuff, we got to watch out for the first couple of pages of Fre- Phoebus Crumb. Is that right? Yeah, we kind of get get up on get up on the edge of uh, you know uh, yeah, sort of PG-13 kind of arc. And, okay. Yeah. So, but if you like that kind of thing, it's right there. I got to yeah. say, I read it all. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, speaking of which, Escape from Terra is right. your ongoing serial. Now, Phoebus right. Crumb is a self-contained story that you're right. in the midst of. Yeah, it has a beginning, middle, and end, and uh, and, and it's different. We we decided to take a different tag because we, we discovered that doing um, stories on the on the web, uh, we would build up an audience for a story, and then when it ended, the audience would sort of evaporate. Yeah, we wanted to find a way to sort of keep people going and keep people interested. Mm-hmm. So when uh, Sandy Sanford approached us with an idea of doing a series of short stories that were written sort of in the in the uh, in the spirit of Robert Heinlein. You know, it's very Highland-esque type of stories. Yeah, they have that feel. Yeah, we, we decided to uh, you know try to transform this into bringing back the old serialized adventure comics of the Buck Rogers and the Terry and the Pirates and those kind of stories. And it's turned out to be very successful for us. Just in terms of our web traffic, we get between two and four times the, the amount of unique visitors per day. For uh, for Escape from Terra than we have for many of our features. You know, yeah. I I've got to say yeah. I'm an Escape from Terra fan, and I, yeah, I know. you know, <laughs> I, know I, I know you do the art for Phoebus Crumb. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to diss what you do. I love Escape from Terra. I read Phoebus Crumb every other on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays when it comes out, and I love the fact that we get a little extra story in Phoebus Crumb because uh, it. It's a full page as opposed to a half page, like Escape from Terra. But mm-hmm. you know, I chomp at the bit for Escape from Terra. So I've, anybody who's who's listening, please go to BigHeadPress.com. Um, right there at the top of the the list is Escape from Terra. Go to the first in the arc, and then I think you'll be like me, 
and I, I read it for three days straight. I read everything you guys had, but read the first ten pages, give it a try. It is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, an awesome story. Try Phoebus Crumb, too, um, and, and be prepared for the first couple of pages. <laughs> so, Scott, you guys monetize this uh, by selling the, the graphic by, novel by selling versions. print collections, yeah. We're going to get more into merchandising, too, coffee mm-hmm. mugs, T-shirts, caps, that sort of thing. Advertising on the website, does that bring in anything significant at all? It brings it... in beer money. Is that right? But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's difficult to uh, make money advertising on the web until you yeah. get to a certain level of traffic, and we're just about there now with, oh, great. with Escape from Terror, and we can start making some more. How many people are involved at uh, Big Head Press? I mean, how big is the company? Well, it's me essentially doing just about everything. You know, general director, mm-hmm. artist in residence, cheap cook and bottle washer. Yeah, we know uh, what it's like, man. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and my brother Frank uh, essentially bankrolls the whole thing, and he handles the money, and he uh, handles most of the advertising uh, sales that we do. And uh, then it's just uh, freelance artists and writers that we bring on for the various projects. Uh, Great. So yeah. you, you you contract out the, uh, the the creation of the actual graphic novels to something else. Right, right. Else. Everything is creator-owned. The people that write and draw the comics actually retain the copyrights to the to the work, and oh, cool. Big Head Press licenses the rights to distribute them. Scott yeah. from uh, the Big Head Press, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Yeah, and when you go and see Escape from Terra or uh, Phoebus Crumb and you really enjoy it, post on your Facebook status so your friends can see it. There you go. Hey, right. thank you so much. BigHeadPress.com oh, for thanks. people to go check out. And there's your, a print version uh, of Escape from Terra coming out this summer. Excellent. I'm sure we'll make, uh, make an announcement of that when it happens. Hour two's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, active and separated U.S. military personnel. This message is just for you. You're entitled to benefits that are not available to the general public. You deserve them. Your family deserves them. And we want to make sure you know about them. This is Tim Lewis of iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. Did you know VA programs can allow you to buy a home with no down payment? Or refi with cash out up to 100% of your home's equity? And because of your service to your country, it's usually easier to qualify for a VA loan than a conventional loan. On your feet! And get all the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com or call 800-900-VA-LOAN. varadio.com. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's 1-800-259-9231. Join us. On our website at freetalklive.com, we give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And again, that's freetalklive.com. There's so much going on here tonight at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the 2010 Liberty Forum. We're here for our fourth year in a row. We've been uh, been here for every single one of the Liberties Forum, and it's been an absolute blast every single year. As Chris Lawless, the organizer of the event, pointed out earlier, this one sold apparently more tickets in advance this year than they sold throughout the entire event last year. So a nice uptick in participation for uh, for this year's event. Hundreds of people, I think he said over 500 people, have uh, purchased tickets in advance for the Liberty Forum this weekend. And people are starting to filter in here uh, tonight and today. Free Talk Live, we arrived here a few hours back, and uh, there's just people all over the place. Uh, Brooks here from the Freedom Ride at uh, Restore the Republic. Dave Ridley has just joined us uh, on the microphone. Our third mic here, Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So, uh, Dave, um, wh- wh- when did you get here? 
He's doing he's doing his little uh, Sesame Street honker uh, animal thing. I don't know if I can if I can interpret this uh, this language, Dave. So if you could translate earlier, yeah, if you could uh, translate for us. Yeah, I think I, I don't. I guess it must have been around three or four. Okay, and this is your fourth uh, Liberty Forum as well, right? You've been here every year, haven't you? I guess it is the fourth one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So what's going on with you this uh, this weekend? I mean, you you do RidleyReport.com. Uh, it's essentially a YouTube channel. Uh, that you are a professional news videographer guy. I mean, you've worked for Fox, you've worked for the big boys in the big markets. Now you've brought your talents, uh, your abilities at, uh, at reporting and editing here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. You've been going around the state doing all kinds of different reports, uh, doing things, I, I would say, focusing mostly on New Hampshire liberty activism, but sometimes you'll talk about Ron Paul and other things that are not necessarily so New Hampshire-centric. Uh, I, I imagine you're here to get some interviews and uh, get, talk to uh, some of the interesting folks that are here this weekend. What, what's your intention? Yeah, well, uh, stepping back a second to what you were talking about earlier with Ron Paul, uh, one thing I discovered was uh, you just, you know, he's got so many speeches on the Internet, uh, and he's got so many speeches that he delivers over the phone every week uh, to the listeners that I thought, well, why not just illustrate some of those? So I just have a series now of just basically illustrated Ron Paul speeches, and I'm trying to illustrate his uh, straight talk within a day of him uh, broadcasting it now. But illustrate, so. what does that mean? Uh, add video to it. Okay. So if he's talking about various things that have happened in history, I can pull up some of my archives. Or you know, he's talking about the Liberty Movement, I can pull up some shots of us doing stuff in New Hampshire and so forth. Um, the idea is just to 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 bring his uh, his speeches to life and his uh, and his uh, broadcasts to life. And you find that that uh, I mentioned that brings you a number of hits on your YouTube channel as well. Just people looking for Ron Paul things will come across Ridley Report and thereby come across uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Movement as a you know wider kind of spectrum. It's not a huge number of hits, but uh, I just I keep track of the the feedback and the number of stars. You know, it's always getting five stars pretty much these videos. Uh, other I put something else on the air, it might not get five. People love these, but mm-hmm. they don't seem to watch them in huge numbers yet. But that tells me is if I just keep doing it, more and more people there. will watch it. Yeah. So uh, so you've been here in New Hampshire for a long time now. I mean, uh, you're one of the earlier movers in the Free State Project, which you know we haven't even mentioned yet, Mark, what the Free State Project is. We probably should should touch on that. Dave, why don't you pitch the Free State Project for our listeners? I mean, how would you describe it? What is it uh, for anybody that's listening that's never heard of it before? Uh, this is not an official quote from the website, but basically uh, it's an idea of getting 20,000 liberty lovers to migrate to New Hampshire and just see what happens. The, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, they just do whatever they want when they get here. It's true. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the idea that you're going to get them, uh, that that uh, you're going to arrive with 20,000 liberty lovers and they're going to do what you say seems to be what some people have thought. And, you know, like, I thought it would be better if they did what I said, but they don't. And so, yeah, they're going to do whatever they want to do, and you can be happy or unhappy about it. Well, most, of the people, most of the people who want us to operate that way are Fred Parcells. <laughs> they want us to operate that way so they can cut our head off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the name you mentioned is one of the, uh, the, local, uh, the local statists, if you will. Uh, he's not too bad. No, he's not. He's not too bad. But and, and indeed, the the people that you might consider status in New Hampshire, compared to some of the other places in the country, are generally not as bad. Right. Uh, and and the, one of the major reasons New Hampshire was chosen for the Free State Project was because it already has, in comparison to the other states, a more liberty-friendly mindset amongst the the average folk that might happen to already live here. And it is the live free or die state. Uh, people aren't really living free here, but we hope to change that. We hope to, uh, to, to help that process along. And the idea, as my understanding is, of the Free State Project is 
for the free staters to essentially be the backup for the people that already are here that already love liberty. I can tell you that the some of the best activists, at least out in the, the Keene area where we do Free Talk Live, some of the best activists are the natives. They're the ones that have lived here their whole lives, and until the free staters showed up, they weren't really doing much of anything. But then all of a sudden, these newbies show up in town uh, from the Free State Project and for whatever reason, inject some level of excitement, uh, you know, something that has never existed before, and it really jazzes up the people that have uh, have been here their whole lives and have, have watched as statists have come over from places like Massachusetts and New York and have started bringing their statist well, ideas here. I want to correct that myth because uh, part of that's a myth. I don't know about New York, but uh, they've done some research on the migrants that move from Massachusetts, and most of them, for what it's worth, are Republican. Uh, would, which, well, that which, doesn't mean they're not statists. I know that doesn't mean they're not statists, but they are not what they are perceived as. They're not a bunch of Democrat, Ted Kennedy clones. They tend to vote Republican. Uh, and also, if you look at the Jason Soren's ideological map of New Hampshire based on the state rep voting patterns, uh, you'll see that most of the, at least many of the, the most pro-liberty districts are right on the border with Massachusetts. So that tells me those two things uh, t- tell me, or at least I think they're indications that the problem in New Hampshire is not coming from Massachusetts um, to the extent that people think it is. Well, maybe uh, maybe in general uh, the people from Massachusetts are uh, – maybe they're not all bad. I mean I'm not saying everybody from Massachusetts is bad or, or anti-freedom, uh, but I think there's – the, the people that have lived in New Hampshire their whole lives, a lot of them certainly do feel as though that there's some level of an invasion for, of status going on. Whether they're coming from Massachusetts or they're coming from uh, from New York or wherever, it, I mean, they don't feel like they're, they were born here, I guess is the idea. So the free staters are here to back those folks up uh, to really ramp up the liberty movement here. And I think it's worked so far. It's really been an amazing experience for me. Uh, Dave, I mean, you, as I said, you've been here, one of the, you're the, one of the earliest movers um, what do you see happening here in the next uh, in the next year? I mean, are you excited for for more people coming up? And I try to happen? I've tried to game it out a couple times, you know, like by writing fictional scenarios. Um, and I think uh, what you'll probably see happening is we're going to have our Prague Spring. You know, what is that? Uh, the Prague Spring was in 1968, where the Czechs essentially took control of their own government, and uh, they they were staring down the Soviets, um, and it was peaceful. Uh, eventually, the Czechs were invaded. Um, but um, I, you know, here, the, the Prague Spring is not really in question. I don't think that part's going to be the, the hard part. The hard part is going to be um, standing up to the feds mm. um, and working out an arrangement that's either satisfactory to both sides or, a, you know, a, a situation where, uh, where it's quite possible they may just collapse and stop existing on their own. Oh, They're certainly spending their way to collapse. Yeah, uh, but I just think, you know, there's not much doubt in my mind that internally we can pull this off. It, within the state, we can pull this off. The general idea was very sound. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So what's your vision for the, the Ridley Report? Um, you know, I, I tend to watch most of them coming up, and I, I feel like I see an evolution in the, the Ridley Report. What do, what do you see? Where are you seeing it going? Uh... Well, I I haven't given it that much thought. I just feel one <laughs> just day at a time, them. just whatever happened today, I put it on the air. Um, I can get some long-term goals. Well, how do you look for stories? I don't. They just fall in my lap. Okay. Uh, it's just, you know, like I bumped into you today. Oh, that's Mark. I remember him talking about something that was interesting, so I'm going to interview him. So I interviewed you. So just things that pop up in your mind. It's uh, The Riddler Report is a, is a report for you, and then you put it up for everybody else so that they can uh, enjoy it, too. Right. Yeah. Okay. And if they want to find it, uh, RidleyReport.com? 
Uh, correct. Readilyreport.com. That's, that's the song. And, <laughs> you know, it's great for, that what you do for the advertisers is you make a little jingle for each of them. Yeah. And um, jingles work. Freaking.com. Um, <laughs> and, and there's so many of them out there that, uh, you know, I, it's hard, to, uh, it's hard to, to remember them all. But uh, people are finding this movement through you, Dave Ridley. I mean, people come up to the Freaking forums and they say, I found you guys through the Ridley Report. So they're finding they're finding the Free State Project. They're finding Free Keen. They're finding whoever it is that's advertising with you. Uh, they're finding them. So it's it's an effective venue. Right. RidleyReport.com. Thanks, Dave. Always good seeing Thanks, you. Guys. Thanks for coming on the show. More coming up here with your phone calls about whatever you want. If you make them, it's Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their websites. We give ours away at freetalklive.com. Do you have existing foreclosures, bankruptcies, judgments, liens, collections, late payments on your credit files? Check out cleaningcredit.com. It is a law firm, the credit repair law firm Chartered, and they will help you with all kinds of derogatory credit reports that you have. It's a professional firm. They're part of the business, Better Business Bureau for more than six years and number one at the Consumer Advocacy Group of America. It's cleaningcredit.com. That's cleaningcredit.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We are live from the 2010 Liberty Forum here in the beautiful Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua. And, man, you could not ask for a better weekend to have this event. I mean, the the weather is absolutely fantastic. Now, last year, it, it was is. pretty cold. I remember it being pretty cold last year when we were here. Uh, I think it was more close to closer to the early portion of March. Uh, I don't recall exactly the dates, but... In New England, you never really know what you're going to get sometimes when it comes to the weather. And this weekend, it really, it's going to be sunny and nice and was 65, I think, when we left. It got up to 70, didn't it? Yeah, it was hot today. I mean, so uh, so come on we out. Look the windows down in the car yeah. driving here. Yeah, and it's still technically winter. Uh, so that means that next week it could all of a sudden burst into another snowstorm. It's but, global warming. But it's not likely to stick around very long, which is nice. Uh, so 800-259-9231 still allows you to uh, take control of the airwaves. You can bring up anything. But, uh, of course, we've just got a, line, a lineup here of interesting people to talk to because there's no shortage of uh, unique, liberty-minded activists here at this event. And somebody who's been to, I think, I think at least a handful of uh, Free State Project events is Brooke Kelly from the Freedom Ride, or formerly of the Freedom Ride, I guess. Yeah, that's one of the things that I guess you were doing most recently, Brooke. And make sure you get right up close on that mic when you talk to us. Good evening. How are y'all? Just super. So, so how, did the freedom, how did the Freedom Ride go? It was awesome. I did Freedom Ride 2009, and this kicks off uh, Freedom Ride 10. So this is the oh, next Oh, so you're going to start uh, n- another Freedom it Ride It starts here, yeah. Okay, cool. Who are you going with this time? Because it's normally not just you. You usually have a partner or two that you drive around with. Last year, I drove around with uh, another person because we were doing a lot of filming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did... Uh, we did a lot of civil disobedience, but we also did uh, street theater, so I had to have someone to film. But this year, I'm going solo, and I'm just going to meet up with people along the way. And do, It's going to be different. 
So how can people follow uh, the progress of the uh, 2010 Freedom Ride? I'm on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everybody else is. You are a master Facebook uh, a, a marketer, I'll tell you. She's one of the most popular uh, people that I've seen on Facebook. I mean, you, you post an update on Facebook, and there's 30 people that will uh, will respond to it. Yeah, I, I actually planned this trip in 30 minutes. I, I, I wow. put the cities I was going through, and 30 minutes I had people say that I could stay there, so it was really awesome. Wow. So where are you heading after the Liberty Forum? What's the first stop? We're going to D.C. for Sheehan's piece of the action, which is civil disobedience on a wide scale. We're going to really? try to get a couple thousand people. Like doing what? All kinds of stuff. Sit-ins. Uh, she's, she, you know, she's been really quiet about what we're going to do. So She has? You mean Cindy Sheehan? She, Cindy Sheehan. You actually know Cindy Sheehan? You yeah, she's a Liberty kid. What does that mean? Uh, well... Uh, Mark is a Liberty kid. Actually. I am. <laughs> he doesn't look like a kid. He's an old man. Yeah. Well, Tom Woods is a Liberty kid. So <laughs> there what does it take to be? What does it take I've to be, be a, younger? Than, yeah. what, what are the qualifications well, for one to be a Liberty kid? We we unofficially made you. I mean, we, we made you a Liberty kid too. Just, Me too. Oh, yeah. Nice. I, I I did talk to Mark about it briefly online, but basically what it is is a group of. Uh, all of the liberty movement leaders, all the people who I thought were just doing a great job. And I wanted to create this group to inspire other people to be leaders. So it's kind of an honor to, yeah, be, that's a good idea. to, to be asked in. So like there's Cindy Sheehan, Jason Burmis, um, uh, Tom Woods, you know. Now, Cindy Sheehan, we've had her on the show. It's been a, it's been a few years since, uh, since we talked to her, but... She never really struck me as somebody who really got liberty. Like, maybe she was on the path years ago, and maybe she's been uh, getting closer, but she seemed to kind of get the whole two-party system is a scam thing, that aspect of it, but she never really seemed to be... It's been quite a few years. Yeah, it has. Uh, so, what, I mean, what, what makes you think that she's qualified? But just because she's anti-war doesn't mean she's pro-liberty. I think she's pro I mean, I think yeah. she does a great job. I mean, she camped outside of Bush's house. Sure, sure. And now she's coming back to uh, to deal with Obama. Is that right? Right. So that's good. I mean, that shows that she's not partisan, right? I mean, she's not taking one side over over the other. I guess that's uh, that's a good thing. I'll take pro war right about or pro, uh, pro uh, you know, anti war right about now. I mean, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying good, that she should be me. rejected. I'm not saying that she should be rejected. I'm just wondering, were there any other qualifications? I mean, uh, that... just uh, someone who's a leader in the community, but also someone who is a good person in their, in their own life. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want someone who's going around, you know, trash and being mean to other people, but someone who really or someone who talks about liberty but doesn't really um, treat others as free and equal, but mm. but someone who's just an all-around good person, because I, I don't know about anybody else, but it kind of just seems like we have a lack of leaders. I mean, to me, I think yeah. everybody should be a leader. I agree with you, and, and it can be disappointing from one aspect, but on the other hand, it just seems to be how things are. Uh, there are the, the 80-20 rule that's in effect, and it doesn't, doesn't matter if what you're talking about is a, a movement of liberty activists. Some of them are going to be the leaders, and some of them are going to be the people that are just going to sign on and say, I like that idea, I want to help with that, and that's okay. But I agree with you that that more people should be encouraged to uh, to start their own thing. And if there's any place that it's possible, it's here in New Hampshire, because if there's ever been something you've wanted to do within the movement, or if there's ever been, if you've ever felt that like there's a, a lack of, uh, of what you really want to see happen, you can just come here and start whatever it is you want to do, put the announcement out on the various different forums and such that we have here, and then you know basically let people know, well, this is what I'm planning on doing. So we had some people in Keene that wanted to do the uh, the 
Robin Hood, this thing they call Robin Hood. They go down to uh, downtown Keene and they walk this, the streets and they, they eyeball all of the, the parking meters. And if one of them has expired, they've got a pocket full of change. They'll take a, a, a quarter out or something like that and they'll put a quarter in to essentially rescue somebody from uh, from getting a ticket. So before the parking meter lady comes around to write them the ticket, they've saved somebody. They put a uh, an envelope on the person's uh, car window, letting them know what happened. Hey, Robin Hood was here, and we saved you from uh, from getting this ticket. It would have been a five dollar ticket. They've actually ended up getting a couple hundred bucks in contributions from the people that they've saved. So they rescued these people from getting parking tickets, and to show their appreciation, they used the envelope that uh, the Robin Hood folks provided to send a few bucks in cash to the uh, to the organization. That's something I've never heard of before in it's the liberty happened. movement. But they di- they did this. They just started it. They let people know it was happening, and people just showed up. They just come out of the woodwork to uh, to help out with these things. That and- happened in L.A. Uh, meter man, but they made it illegal. <laughs> it's now illegal in Los Angeles to yep. feed someone's meter. See, Anything. the thing is, the, these activists don't care about that. Yeah, They'll do well. it anyway. <laughs> So it, it, it's possible to just start your own thing here. And I, I hope that – is there a Liberty Kids website or is that just uh, – is this so new that it's just like an idea that you just kicked off we're, we're working on building it right now um, with the people who are in it. And uh, mostly I'm just off of Facebook. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I – Brooke Kelly on Facebook? Yeah, Brooke Kelly or Truth Fairy. Truth Fairy. That would probably be the easiest way. To, how do you – do they can you search for that Truth Fairy and you'll come up? I don't or, know. Or is it like Facebook slash Truth Fairy? They, Facebook slash The Unify Movement. The Unify Movement. And you get everybody together. We'll get in touch with Brooke Kelly. And uh, thank you, Brooke, as always, for coming on the show here tonight. Keep up Thanks the great y'all. work. And I'm sure we'll hear from you on the on the uh, the next Freedom Ride, right? You'll call in and get some updates? All right, Definitely. Cool. We'd love to. Right on. More coming up here from the Liberty Forum. It's Free Talk Live. From the last margins of the land of Big Brother comes a new pro-freedom website. The UK Libertarian rails against the country's ridiculous regulation, its crumbling National Health Service, its disintegrating government schools, and the political parasites leeching more of our freedom every single day. Visit us at www.theuklibertarian.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. We are here live from the 2010 New Hampshire Liberty Forum in Nashville, New Hampshire at the beautiful Crown Plaza Hotel. People milling about. All kinds of liberty-minded people are here together, and they're enjoying each other's company, getting to know one another. Uh, if you're a new person here, just walk up and introduce yourself, and you, you'll find that you connect with people here easily because... Well, the people here get it about freedom, so you, you've you already gotten past that whole conversation for the most part, and you can talk about some of the nuances uh, of liberty or whatever else might uh, happen to be on your mind, sort of like, you know, here on this show. Uh, so we've got all kinds of interesting people sitting in with us, chatting with us tonight. Mark, you're going to be here all weekend uh, hosting the show Friday and Saturday night. Gardner Goldsmith is going to be joining you uh, as uh, as co-host, so thanks to him for uh, in advance for helping out. And uh, so all weekend long, we'll be hearing from some of the interesting speakers and folks that are here at the forum. And also just, you know, anybody, you don't have to be a speaker to get on uh, the third microphone here this weekend. Catherine Bleich is with us. Uh, and uh, are you speaking here at the forum this uh, this weekend? Yes, I speak tomorrow morning, oh, bright and early. So what are you going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about the mechanics of the police state and really explaining a lot of the things I've been able to learn through 
the most recent project I've been participating in, which is Operation Defuse, where we've been going through and visiting fusion centers all across what, the what country. What is that? What is a fusion center? Well, I'm sure that you and many of your listeners heard about the infamous MIAC report that came out of Missouri last D- year. Give our listeners a recap on That's what that was. That's the one was. where if you've got a Ron Paul bumper sticker, they say you're a, a terrorist. Actually, they don't say the word terrorist at all in the report. They actually say that you should be considered a potential violent radical militia member. But yes, if you have a Ron Paul bumper sticker, if you're a C4L member, Bob Barr supporter, if you are against the New World Order in any way, if you are concerned about the NAFTA superhighway, if you are concerned about RFID tracking chips, the IRS, the Federal Reserve, all of these are indicators that law enforcement might be dealing with a potentially radical, violent militia member. Which means that the cop's going to have his hand on his gun when he comes to your car window. It means that his heart rate's going to yeah. go up a little. If you and say something wrong, he's going to plug you. Blum, yeah. blum, blum. Hey, he mm-hmm. made a wrong move. May or may not plug right. you, but he'll at least be on guard, and he'll be absolutely concerned that you might be prepared to initiate violence against them. Now, that report has been retracted mm-hmm. due to the response of the grassroots all across the country. But the fact of the matter is the report was issued to all Missouri law enforcement and surrounding law enforcement communities. So the damage was done, so to speak. The damage was definitely done, and I learned that. I've actually been speaking at tea parties all across the state of Missouri. Now, the tea party movement in Missouri is a little different than it is in the rest of the country because they were too profiled by the MIAC. So they are a little bit more radical if you will. And I had, long story short, I had found a stray dog on the side of the road driving to a tea party. I brought the dog to the tea party. And on my way home, I decided to stop on the side of the highway and find the dog's home. And when I returned to my car, there was a law enforcement official looking in my car, you know, with a flashlight. And I came running up through the woods because I'd walked this dog home. And I'm like, hi, hi, I'm the owner of the car. And he's like, oh, my gosh. I saw the Ron Paul bumper stickers and the car was standing. I was like, seriously? So, yeah, the damage has been done. Absolutely. So, okay, so now you've recapped what the MIAC report was. And take us back to the – there was some organization that you were – It's actually a project. We project. have – What was it called or, again? It's called Operation Defuse. Okay. And that is a project um, – it, it initiated as a partnership between Liberty Restoration Project, which is my group, and Texans for Accountable Government, which John Bush, who spoke tonight here at the Liberty Forum, he's the executive director of that. We were both delegates to the Continental Congress. And when we were at the Continental Congress, both of us have been fighting fusion centers in our own, me in the state of Missouri and John in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And when we were at the Continental Congress, we realized that people who are very much so involved with activism and the liberty movement don't know what fusion centers are. They may have heard of the MIAC report, but they did not know that MIAC stands for Missouri Information Analysis Center, and that's one of 72 DHS mandated, funded, and um, all of the guidelines come forth from the Uh, DHS. And so there are 72 of these institutions all across the nation. And we realized that our movement was not aware of these institutions, the dangers of Mm -hmm. these institutions. And most of us don't really know exactly what they're doing. So I have literally not been in one city more than five days since November of last year. And I've been traveling around visiting these fusion centers, giving activist trainings, um, interviewing people who were profiled by fusion centers, and just trying to do everything I can to spread the word about the dangers of the Department of Homeland Security. 
So what, what's it like when you go into one of these fusion centers? I mean, they see the Ron Paul bumper stickers. What, what do they do? What do they do? Well, to be honest, we've only been able to get into a couple fusion centers. The Oklahoma Fusion Center brought us in, let us walk around the entire place with video cameras. And it's it's really just an office space. Yeah, sure. Um, a lot of them are pretty secretive, though. Some of them are on military bases. We were not granted access to New Mexico. And they're not even listed on the DHS website as an existing fusion center. But we, we did get a hold of It's kind of like the- Area 51. Kind of, sort of, but we showed up and we were rejected. (laughs) We weren't even allowed to leave an open records request with the security at the front. So Hmm. it was really interesting. But for the most part, they've been very open with us. And they've, you know, we actually went to, Brooke joined us in New Orleans at the National Department of Homeland Security Fusion Center Conference. And John Bush and I were able to get in as independent media with the Austin Free Press. Now they called security on us. They made us go through about an hour long rigmarole. They walked John out in front of everyone and then walked us all in with security while the attorney general eric holder was speaking but we were able to get in we were able to talk to every single vendor and we were able to attend some of their workshops and i can tell you this much the people running these fusion centers they are just good old boys who work their way up through highway patrol Mm -hmm. and they hardly understand how to put input information into a excel database (laughs) so when they're being presented by a vendor with uh, fingerprint, facial recognition, uh, iris scanning technology, they, they have no idea how powerful this technology is because unlike us, you know, we use technology very intimately every day throughout our lives, whether it's through the radio or through Facebook or through our websites. This is all new for them, and they're still struggling to learn it. And I realize, I have come to realize since, you know, one year ago, the Mayak report broke, mm. that it may not be as nefarious as I thought. It's actually more corporate-driven than I thought. Mm. I, I, I thought it was there was some master puppeteer in the background, and there may be some manipulating it all overall. But for the most part, it seems to be driven by corporations trying to make a buck. So corporations that would make a buck by profiling people, like getting Actually, uh, biometric data? or They would more so make a buck by selling technology to the local and state uh, law enforcement communities. It's sort of like the military-industrial complex is coming down and selling their stuff to your local police yeah, department. Sure. I mean, that's a way to expand their marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. At, at the Texas Homeland Security Conference, we attended that actually as students. And we went in, and, and I'll tell you, these events are so easy to get into. Anyone can be attending them. They're wide open about everything they do. And they actually had military surveillance blimps that were in the display section. I walked up, and I'm like, how many of these do you have you know, out in existence right now? And they said about a dozen, and it's both U.S. and foreign military that are using them, but they have domestic purposes. And that's why they were here at the mm. Texas Homeland Security Fusion Well, yeah, Center they're conference. talking about putting drones in the, in the cities of America. They're talking yes. about... They were, t- they were testing it in Houston this year. They were testing flying unmanned drones around the city. That's not scary or anything. That is really creepy. So, Catherine, how can people that are listening to us now uh, learn more about what you're doing? How can they keep in touch uh, with you and find out what's going on with uh, Catherine? Well, we have a website for Operation Defuse, operationdefuse.com. We're also on Facebook, mm-hmm. and that's D-E-F-U-S-E. Right. For my personal stuff, you can go to my blog, which is don'ttreadoncat.com. You can keep up. There's That's been all kinds C- of controversy Cat. around me. Yes, with a C, C-A-T. There's been all kinds of controversy surrounding me, myself, as a person lately. So I try to address all of that 
on there as well as um, details on all the different projects I'm working on because it's a lot. Operation Defuse is one of many. Right, because with you personally, they, uh, there was a situation with a courthouse where you were outside and you said something and some cop got in your face. I, I don't remember recall all the details with that, but what happened there? Well, long story short, I was at a courthouse with a, a friend. He had a traffic date, and uh, an officer came out and started demanding that people line up against the wall. And I spoke, and he didn't like what I said. And I spent about five hours in jail. The case has been dismissed. Oh, great. And I have in writing that he violated great. departmental policy, and my attorney is working on it. Now, if you can only get a few million right. dollars out of it, that would be nice. But uh, <laughs> at least you got you don't have to go to jail any longer. Thank you, Catherine, for coming on the show tonight. We appreciate it. Thank you. And have fun here this weekend at the Liberty Forum. More coming up from the 2010 Liberty Forum, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, and it's been redesigned for 2010 with the uh, the new FTL 2.0 features that uh, allow you to log into the site to submit show prep suggestions that we might take and uh, and then go ahead and uh, use on the air. In fact, I haven't been to freetalklive.com yet tonight because we've been so loaded with guests, uh, interesting folks to talk to here from the forum. But a lot of times we'll actually get some of the things we talk about on the show from the front page of our website because our, yeah, our listeners actually, uh, you can submit your ideas and then other listeners can vote. Uh, either in favor or against the idea. And so whatever's the most popular gets pushed up to the top of the site at freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.com host you. Use code FTL. That's FTL as in Free Talk Live. Um, when you sign up at hostgator.com, you'll get your first month completely free. That's code FTL. HostGator.com. All right, so we continue here from the 2010 Liberty Forum. All kinds of interesting folks. In fact, a, a glut of ladies uh, that we've been talking to here, and uh, another one is with us, Don Lincoln from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Don, welcome to Free Talk Live. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, for our listeners that don't know, uh, we're, of course, here as part of the Free State Project, which is a movement designed to get as many liberty-minded people here to New Hampshire as possible. Hundreds of them are here in this hotel tonight. And once they get here, as was pointed out earlier when we had Dave Ridley on, they can do whatever they want. So there's all kinds of stuff going on, and the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is one of those things. It's one of the more popular, uh, I would say, organizations, and I believe it was originally founded by Free Staters. Is that correct? No, that's no. not correct, actually. Ooh. It was started by a group of New Hampshire natives, no actually, um, who... Uh, it was timed, yes, very closely to when I the Free State Project had picked New Hampshire as the best state to live in if you wanted to live in a state that believes in liberty already. Mm-hmm. Um, and once they started it, then it became a great place for people who wanted to move to New Hampshire to have a political home. 
Uh, if you want to be politically active in the state, which a lot of people do, then the Liberty Alliance is a great place to to put that energy, um, especially for state level uh, politics. Yeah, you know, and I think what the the NHLA does is a great. If, for one, if you if you want to be involved in politics uh, in New Hampshire, move for the Free State Project. The NHLA has a huge head start on any other state organization out there, but. Right. Um, I think it's a good example of what one might uh, want to do in, in their state, which is, you know, set up an organization that reads every single bill that's introduced right. by the, the Congress critters in, in that particular state. You and actually have people who like that stuff, huh? There are. You can kind of get addicted to it a little bit, you know. Um, it, it is pretty interesting. You learn a lot when you're reading the bills and uh -huh. seeing all the different things that people are coming up with. Uh, some of them are pretty crazy. Um, there's yeah. definitely some reps every year who put in the same kind of nutty stuff every year. Um, but if you're going to look into something, you've got to look at what um, what the law is right now, how this is going to change the law, mm -hmm. think about what the impact's going to be of it, and do, do some research. So it's definitely a learning process. So... And besides um, reading the bills, you also give out a what they call the gold sheet, which is gold a standard. Gold standard, is it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's gold standard, which is a gold sheet of paper that that they uh, you hand out to each one of the the reps and and the senators. Uh, no, just the state reps right state now. State reps. Now there's 400 state reps in the in the state of New Hampshire. 400. Yes. And so you've you've got one of these for each of them. I'm sure you print print 100 extra. And uh, you make sure each one of them has it, and it's a recommendation on how to vote on each one of the myriad. How many bills come up in a, in a given um, legislative session? Uh, I don't know the exact number. I mean, it depends on the session. Hundreds. Right. Yeah, conceivably. Like right now, this time of year, they're coming right up a crossover date, which is when the bills go from the state to the House. So at that point, they have to finish and vote on all the bills that they need to get out of their side and into the other chamber. So at that time, yeah, in the last couple of days, they probably saw a couple of hundred bills. So this gets them recommendations on a, on how to vote on something from a pro-liberty viewpoint as opposed to whatever it is the Republicans or Democrats might be sell, telling them to do. Exactly. So, so I mean, the, the Liberty Alliance crosses over the line. You know, sometimes our recommendations will be in uh, agreed upon with most of the Republicans, and sometimes it'll be agreed upon by most of the Democrats. Mm -hmm. um, so you look at the bills, you find try to find the ones that have the highest liberty impact, or sometimes the bills that may have the highest um, ability to make a good liberty point to the state reps. One of the other things you guys do that I think is pretty cool is you actually take the time to analyze the votes of each one of the uh, the representatives and you look at how they voted and you say, well, and I don't think you look at every single piece of legislation, but you look at ones that are particularly having to do with freedom or not so much freedom. And then you look and you see how they voted on that. And then based on that, you aggregate all that information together and you come up with uh, like a report card grade. It's A through right. F. Uh, there's A through F and then constitutional threat, right? Right. And, and some years we have the dereliction of duty to the reps who, who hardly ever show up to vote, which is unfortunate for their rep their constituents who I don't aren't know. getting a representative. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm torn on that issue. <laughs> well, I, I feel like, I mean, we're we're from the Keene area, and, I mean, you, you and Mark don't live in Keene, but you're still in the area, and right. you know that the uh, the reps in this in our area of the state are particularly bad on the rating scale. So, I don't know. I, I, I would kind of rather have a dereliction of duty uh, rep than somebody who's an F. 
I, yeah, right. It depends on your rep. You know, if you've yeah. got a rep who's voting the way you would like them to vote, you want them to be there. And right. if they're voting against, yeah, maybe it's better if they stay home. But what you were talking about is our liberty rating. We have the annual mm-hmm. report that we put together. We take a look at the roll call votes, which is the only way we can know in New Hampshire how a specific representative voted. Uh, most of the times they vote by voice vote, which so then you don't, you, know. you don't know how they voted. That's um, no good. So the roll call is, is the facts. How did they actually vote on the actual bill? And then however that's rated, as far as liberty, we look at, uh, take some economic bills and some social bills and some good government bills and mix them up together and come up with a, a rating for every rep. Now, how many people are behind this? I mean, we've had uh, Dennis Goddard, who's also involved with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance on the show, and he tells us, I think, that you guys have at least 100 volunteers. How many people are involved in not just supporting the organization from behind the scenes, but actually people who are reading these bills and, and you know counting the numbers and tallying things? And how many people are actually involved with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance? I mean, I, I don't know exactly. I, mean, I think 100 is a little high, mm-hmm. but there could be a good 50. I would be comfortable That's in great. saying there's probably at least 50 people that are involved with yeah, reading the bills, handing out the liberty ratings, um, helping develop the gold standard every week that the House is meeting. Um, there's a core team who works on that every week tirelessly to come up with the report. Um, now you, so, yeah, yeah, it's 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 huge what the NHLA does. Now you moved here for the Free State Project. Would this have been possible in your home state? Well, what was your home state? I, uh, I came from Connecticut. Okay. I grew up in Connecticut. Um, I moved here in 2004. Um, I suppose it's possible anywhere, but it's just a big undertaking. You know, yeah. we have to get enough people that want to do it. I, I just right. You've got to find enough people who are dedicated enough to spend the time because you once you commit to doing it, once you're going to put out a gold standard yep. and a liberty rating, you've got to be committed to doing that every on a regular single basis. year. You, yeah, and every single session day, you can't <laughs> skip. You can't say, well, we didn't have the time, we didn't feel like it. No, you've got to do it once you've made that commitment. So it's really a matter of being consistent and keeping your volunteers motivated because everybody mm-hmm. is a volunteer there there nobody gets paid to do anything for the nhl you guys give out including like a, the president do you give out <laughs> right. uh, like awards on a yearly basis so how do you keep the volunteers going with something that for me this would be drudgery i mean reading through these bills oh my god i mean you're saying people Some like of them it, are pretty tough yeah but see, when um, you're dealing with volunteers you have to do something to really appreciate them and, and keep them coming back is well, there something in particular we do give out um, an annual award mm-hmm. uh, at our liberty dinner which is usually held in july sometime after the session ends and we have the activist of the year which is a non-board member who seem to have gone above and beyond in their dedication to working in the political arena you know on nhla type of um, activities and we also give out a legislator of the year award to the state rep who ranks the highest or sometimes there's a tie so you have to use other criteria but who's been a stalwart for liberty and you guys uh, have one of the more active new hampshire liberty forums i mean we're here at the liberty forum physical event but as far as internet forums are concerned uh people can still help out even if they aren't here in new hampshire right i mean people right. can not only contribute money but they can uh, presumably they could read the bills and things like that if they aren't living here is right. right there are a number of people who don't live in new hampshire but who are interested in new hampshire and want to help support liberty in new hampshire and yeah they can read the bills for us out of state because it's done online um we've had mm-hmm. some wonderfully talented people who've donated their time to develop a web-based uh system, system yeah so you can read it online Great. Do that online. And so people that are out there listening to this saying, wow, I'm really excited by the New Hampshire Liberty Movement, but I can't move for another five years or for whatever reason they can't be here now, uh, they can still get involved. They can go to nhliberty.org to learn more. Is exactly. That right? That's right. Um, and we welcome help from anybody who loves liberty. And, you know, there's always more to be done. I mean, we do as much as we can, but we, 
we only can do as much as our volunteers allow. Yeah, and well, the more people that get here, the more likely you're going to have more volunteers, and already it's a, it's just unprecedented what you guys are able to accomplish. Uh, it's really, it, it really, you know, uh, it's significant. It absolutely <laughs> is unprecedented. Uh, so thank you, Don Lincoln, for uh, stopping by for thank talking you. to us. And thank, for all, thank you for all you do for Liberty here in New Hampshire. NHLiberty.org is their website. A great forum there, too, to get involved and meet some of the, uh, the other folks that are involved in the organization. Hour number three is on the way. If you're on the lines, uh, we are going to get to your phone calls coming up next at the beginning of Hour 3, and we'll also talk to some more interesting folks. It's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. We had somebody waiting patiently, and uh, we just blathered on with our guests too long, and they dropped off. So dial back in. We'll, uh, we'll definitely take your phone calls tonight if you make them, although we are loaded up with interesting people to talk to here at the uh, New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the 2010 Liberty Forum, uh, here to uh, just hang out and enjoy the company of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, hundreds of them, all in the same hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire, over the entire weekend, and it's uh, it's always a lot of fun up here. So even if you can just come up for one day, make the trip. Uh, come on up here. You can walk in the front door and get yourself a one-day pass by the a la carte uh, package, if you will. It's like 50 or 60 bucks. Is that all? Yeah. Yeah, that's cheap. So come on. I mean, this is we were talking. Actually, I was talking about that with uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI earlier about how cheap this convention is compared to other conventions. I mean, if you if you go to any other convention, you're looking at five, six, seven hundred dollars, at least hundreds and hundreds of dollars typically. I mean, the talk radio convention I'm going to is is I think on the cheap side at four hundred. Uh, here you can get the whole weekend shebang for like two hundred bucks or something like that. Uh, you're going to have to talk right into your microphone. John Maltz is uh, with us here. Welcome to the show. Actually, uh, for just the events, no meals, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, special bargain rate of $130. That is dirt cheap. So come on out here. Uh, it's just a great time. The money's going to a good organization, the Free State Project, getting as many uh, liberty-minded people here to New Hampshire as possible, getting them active, and uh, hopefully being uh, achieving liberty in our lifetime. So... Uh, John, you wanted to come on the show to call out us or Mark or something like that. What's what's going on here? Well, I listen to the uh, podcast as I commute to work, and on Tuesday's show, Mark was talking about uh, his calling program and said it's the job of the Free State Project to make New Hampshire so attractive that you can't help but want to move here, and I have to correct him on that. How so? It is not the job of the Free State Project. It's the job of the participants, the people they ally with, and the people they activate when they move here. 
to make New Hampshire so attractive you can't help but want to move That's here. That's true. The Free State Project that. only exists to uh, promote the idea of moving here. Uh, and on a new meme, I heard you constantly talk about the war on drugs, the war on drugs, the war on mm -hmm. drugs. It's time to reframe it. It is not a war on drugs. It is a war on liberty. And if it's you true. always refer to it as the war on liberty and this meme catches on, eventually like the mainstream media will pick up on it. And by reframing it, it's just like in the abortion debate. There's no anti-this. There's no anti-life. There's no anti-abortion. It's both pro-pro because you want to present your position in a way that has the maximum effect, and war on liberty is going to have a better effect than just parroting their term of war on drugs. I agree. I like that. Makes perfectly like good that. sense, John. Uh, these are the kind of things that run through a man's head while he's got a two-hour commute. You know, <laughs> you got all that time in the car. You know, listen to the show. It 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 happens to me too. Uh, the disadvantage of living on a podcast is you can't call up when you hear something uh, asinine and yell at them immediately. You have yep. to save it up. But the advantage is, is you get the, the whole show condensed, especially if you have the Amplifier podcast. You have the whole show condensed with, uh, without any of those an annoying recorded ads. And what, what it's an hour and 57 minutes or something like that? Unless you have some weird Edgington post uh, tacked onto the end for another half hour or so. Right. The, 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 you could, if you want to listen to that, or there's always Wheels Off Liberty. <laughs> Now, John, you had a little injury recently. Um, you cut your finger, and you were telling me about sort of what happened. And I, you know, healthcare is on people's minds right now. And so, let's fill out the segment. I want to hear about uh, about your uh, your finger. All right. So, two weeks ago, first Monday of the month, I came home. I was reaching into a cabinet to get something out, and I hit a food processor blade that had not been quite properly stored, and sliced into my uh, left middle finger pretty deeply. Yeah. yeah. Lots of blood, and I'm like, this looks more than just a Band-Aid. So I started calling up, uh, well, had my girlfriend call up the hospitals around and urgent cares and trying to find out how much it costs. The emergency room in Nashua couldn't tell me how much it costs. Right, the, the, Nobody hospitals, ever asked the hospitals don't even know what things cost. Yeah. I, we, I tried to get the same information out of them when, 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 when Laura was pregnant. They had no idea. So urgent care place, think urgent care be cheaper. And uh, Londonderry, which was only 10 minutes from me, you know, they're open till 8. I, this happened at 6.20, so, of course, everybody who knows how much stuff costs left at 5. <laughs> they couldn't tell me how much it would cost to walk in the door and say hi. Well, okay, two weeks after, I finally get a bill. Uh, by the way, the cut wasn't severe enough to require stitches. They just put some medical-grade super glue on it and sent me on my way. It's just regular super glue that they charge you more for. Well, they color it purple so they can charge more. There you go. Uh, I get a bill for $600. $600 for, for squirting a little... A well, little they gave me a tetanus it. shot. They overpriced it like $86. And then the doctor's care and everything was like $186. And they tack on over $400 for an emergency room visit. Well, I did not go to an emergency room. I went to an urgent care clinic. So I called them up and said, this charge is fraudulent. I don't want to pay it. And they promised they'll get back to me by Monday with whether or not I have to pay it. You know, it, wow. th this is what it's, it's like. Um, because we've become, we in America, have become so separated from paying for medical care, that, you know, the, these places that provide the care have no idea what the costs are. And, and they, no they one ever asks. No one ever so what comes in and does what you did and asks the, the question of what is this going to cost, or at least because very rarely. Because no one rarely. to pay. Either their insurance is going to pay mm. or uh, they're not going to pay or whatever. Right. The... I, I don't have insurance uh, at the moment. Insurance is expensive, and uh, I'm a young, 
mostly healthy person. I started thinking about getting catastrophic insurance for something that you know goes wrong until Obama makes that illegal. But you know, there is a fixed cost depending on how injured you are. They have a tier system, one through five, and one has a certain price associated with it, and everything going up to five has another price. They know that price. That's fixed. They should be able to tell me that when I call on the phone. It will cost you at least this much. If I call up a mechanic and price shop fixing, uh, you know, the radiator in my car, they can tell me how much it will cost without me coming in, and they can tell me if it something else goes wrong, it may cost extra. We'll but they got you, know. you over barrel with uh, with an injury because unlike your car, which you can let sit until you find the right price and the right uh, repair shop. You, you're bleeding. You know, you've got to get it taken care of. And so they know that, you know, it doesn't matter. They, they know that you're going to come in and, and and get the service done. And then they just, I guess they cross their fingers and they hope that you're going to pay up. Apply pressure, honey. I'm Dicker in here. <laughs> yeah. So it's I not was, a good time I, to have I got it. there and I sat in their lobby for like 20 minutes applying pressure, waiting for somebody to come yeah. see me. So... So they just did the job. They never gave you the price until two weeks later you got the bill. Right. I, I mean, it's ludicrous. I called them up the next day. said, how much is it going to cost me? And they said, well, we won't know until they tell us what they did. Mm. I called them up the day after that and said, well, we still haven't heard what it's going to cost you. So even two days later, they don't know what they're going to charge me. They said, "Just well, a bill will eventually show up and you can deal with it then. Well, one of the things I like that uh, John Stossel's pointed out on his – and by the way, his show is great, by the way. Stossel, the new uh, Fox Business show that he has. Awesome. highly recommend that. Um, but one of the things he points out is that it's not just that the government running health care sucks, and it does, uh, but it's the insurance situation that we have in this uh, in this country that also drives up prices because nobody shops around. If they've got insurance, they don't think to ask about prices because, well, the insurance company is going to cover it, so who cares what it costs? Uh, not to mention and, that, but they also, um, you know, they, 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 they fill up the, the you know, doctor's time with visits that they wouldn't normally fill them up with. They wouldn't go for this or that, and um, because you know our, my copay is five bucks, and I can get off work by going. So then they do. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. So, uh, John, you've been involved with the Free State Project for a while. A relatively early mover, is that right? When did you get here? I moved in two thousand seven, mm-hmm. uh, and tonight I missed the very opening of this because I was going to my town budget committee, where I am a member and was just elected vice chair. Oh wow, that's great! See, this is happening all over um, New Hampshire. Yeah, Free State Project members getting involved in their local politics and and having an effect. So, what does that mean? Uh, if you're on a budget committee, what what does that entail? Well, uh, we have a town form of government. SB2, so the various school departments and the uh, town departments come up with a budget. The selectmen go over it, and they give it to us, and it becomes the budget committee's budget, and we can uh, raise or lower it uh, depending on how the 11 of us vote. The, the budget committee is an oversight group for the selectmen, essentially. They, mm-hmm. That way the select people do not – actually they're called selectmen here in New, um, in New Hampshire. The selectmen don't have um, you know, sole reign over the budget. So you can vote no, then, and uh, make it smaller. I vote no quite often. Mm -hmm. Hey, John, thanks for coming in here tonight, uh, and uh, enjoy your weekend here at the Liberty Forum. Thank you. 2010 Liberty Forum. We're here live from the Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, The place is filling up with all kinds of freedom-oriented folk hanging out, enjoying each other's company, and still plenty of time for you to come up here this weekend. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include our bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. And it's virtually unmoderated, so word of warning. bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. If you're in the uh, college age bracket or, yeah, have somebody you love who is, the Institute for Humane Studies has their summer seminar program, and they're now accepting applications. They have 11 different seminars in cities all across the United States, uh, uh, seminars that are on liberty and education, radicals for capitalism, ideas of a free society. You can check them out at libertarianseminars.com. The deadline for signing up is March the 31st, so tick-tock, time's going by, libertarianseminars.com. Taryn Lupo is joining us here. We're live from the 2010 Liberty Forum at uh, Nashua, New Hampshire's Crown Plaza Hotel. Here all weekend long, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live both uh, this tonight, obviously, and Friday and Saturday night as well. So plenty of time still to talk to you, as always, about what you want. But every time we're here at the Liberty Forum, there's always so many interesting folks here to uh, to, to ch- sit down with and actually chat with in person. And uh, so we have our third mic. Taryn's joining us from lclreport.com. But you're more than just the LCL Report now, Taryn. I mean, you've really become a fixture on the uh, the Wheels Off Liberty podcast as well. And I realize it's uh, – is it still a temporary gig or what's going on there? I, you know, at this point, because uh, – uh, I have to mention Wheels Off Liberty, if you guys don't know what that is, where uh, Jamie says I have to go back to Power Bottom, but I don't. Is that a gay joke? <laughs> yeah, that's a gay okay. joke. Power Bottom. All right, never mind. Anyway, but he uh, Wheels Off Liberty kind of happened accidentally. Jamie, uh, for some reason, uh, Mike is has been busy, and... Um, we, you know, with his gender reassignment surgery, and we had to. He was getting so much heat about you. You know, when's the next show? When's the next show? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a popular there was show. like a two month break, so he just called me and was like, "Look, I need to do a show. Just take a guest spot." Yeah. But Mike's been really, really busy, and this this is like my second month on there. So, um, it's great. At this point, I think the reviews are going well. We're getting a ton of podcast downloads, so I think they're going to keep me as a third. Like, you know, a third wheel. So you're kind of like the straight man to Jamie's crazy redneck gay guy? I throw in a couple jokes, but yes. Yeah. I just set him up nonstop. I'm, I'm, he's Jerry Lewis and I'm Dean Martin. Yeah, yeah. He's more like uh, <laughs> Bo and Luke Duke yeah. combined with uh, RuPaul and, uh, you know, some I, drunk guy. Just, just, you can't even describe <laughs> yeah. it. But what's sad is, you know, I wanted to take a minute to reflect about the LCL report is, you know, I took a class with Dave Ridley, that guy right there. This time last year, and I didn't know, I still don't know what I'm doing. I have no talent. I'm not, you know, I I, I can barely edit, but I've hit over a million views. My gosh. In one year, starting from Liberty Forum. Dave's sitting down taking this class with me. And that, um, that's crazy. 
It is. It's not like I'm talented or good or something. It's it's because I have a liberty message and I'm consistent with there's, it. There's just and, enough of a – I mean, I don't consider myself particularly talented. It's just that there's a, a dearth of uh, really, really available content for the liberty movement. And so you can just put something out there, and it finds an audience. Right, and the audience is getting bigger and bigger. And what I did is because I was dirt broken out of necessities, I built it all on social networking. It was all free. I just used Facebook and leveraged it like crazy and Twitter. And, you know, I mean, that's pretty impressive with a guy that really was unknown to now. Right, and YouTube is distributing your uh, your content for you, much. so you don't really have to pay I, I don't have for bandwidth. to pay anything except a bandwidth. camera. Yeah, right. and, even, yeah, Have you upgraded know. your camera? Because I remember the, the early days, it uh, looked like a crappy webcam. It was a crappy webcam. I, I have an older crappy cam now, but it's better. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Thanks for watching, by the way. This is, it doesn't change a, uh, a million views. No, so but you're, you're putting something out there that people want to see, and, and you're putting it. out consistently, and that's really the, the issue. And what is amazing me is when I reflect back, I remember coming in here last year, barely knowing anyone. Yadra's sitting here streaming you guys on his iPhone. Where now I look around, and I, when I was here originally, I was meeting people, I would say maybe one out of five guys was doing some sort of activism. Now it's like three to four out of the guys I'm meeting here have some sort of project they're doing. And they're here in New Hampshire, you mean? Just at this forum. Yeah. I mean, you talk to one of the – almost every person here has some sort of project they're doing on the side. Well, you're doing uh, – besides doing the, the LCL report, you're also making sort of pro-liberty jewelry. And I see I a lot of that going on on, on Facebook and – you know, there's uh, there's Catherine Bleich is showing hers off. Uh, you you actually have uh, you know on your Facebook page you have like hot chicks wearing my jewelry and it's you know people I, I know people go and look at it because I they, do they do and I I've been pretty lucky about that they they've been very receptive uh, I made a change out of a you know a regular job and a regular life to my my it kind of ate me up that I I wanted to be more of an activist and I moved over to a full-time activist which is you know eating cat food and ramen noodles right. <laughs> and so I found a way I went back to my um, I had some jewelry training and I learned how to make this stuff back in college and I picked it up because I wanted jewelry that I I wanted I, I'd never seen any pro liberty jewelry there isn't I mean, much you know, out there no you're not going to see porcupine or anarcho cap or volunteers jewelry but that's I why it. I started the show, because I wanted to do the, do the show I wanted to listen to, and no one else was doing it. So. Right. Now, if people want to see hot chicks wearing your jewelry, where do they go? <laughs> go to www.lclreport.com. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, who doesn't want to see that? So you get video and, uh, and jewelry right. on the same I, website. I tie these things together, because um, this jewelry, by me selling this stuff at seminars like this, um, I'm able to fund my activism. And people know that, and I think a lot of people just support me, because that's what I live on. You know, it's I'm fantastic. completely agorist at this point. I don't. Wow. Now you're based out, out of Savannah, system. Savannah, Georgia. Is that yeah. right? Uh, and so you've been up here a few times now. How many times have you been to New Hampshire now? Um, about four. Four times. Yeah, I've I've come for Liberty Forum. I've come for uh, Pork Fest, which is great. Live free or die, and back here again. How hard is it to just having to keep coming back up here and it like sucks. not being able not to stay? Not being able to move. <laughs> it's torture. Um, but you know, at least I feel like I'm doing something. I've yeah. I've actually recruited some people. To the Free State Project from Thank you the videos, that. yeah. The sure. videos, and, and I'm hoping that, I mean, kind of what Dave Ridley was saying is he hopes to create a whole army of people like me. So we just, everywhere you turn, you hear some sort of pro-media message. Like, you just can't Absolutely. get away from it. That, and so I'm encouraging. I hope there's another thousand podcasts and a thousand guys running around cameras chasing bureaucrats. And 
people the wherever. Democrats love that too. <laughs> yeah, wherever they are, it's it's, it's compelling video, uh, whether you're in New Hampshire or not. <laughs> it's all relevant. I mean, you know, and the. Uh, I just think that. But you are going to come up here, right? I mean, uh, you're oh, a free yeah. state. I am. I'm going to start transitioning up hopefully in a year. Cool. Um, That's exciting. I, I think I'm going to have to do it in stages, or I'm going to come up for a couple months and go down and mm-hmm. back and forth for family issues. But, Great. LCLReport.com, also WheelsOffLiberty.com. You've got your hands full with all kinds of media stuff. And I'm supposed to pay you to uh, play more Wheels Off Liberty on Liberty Radio You're going to pay me for that, huh? (laughs) Well, we were trying to get it so you would play it every other time, like (laughs) every other podcast, the same half hour over and over. (laughs) I don't know if that's good programming. Tell Jamie to produce more content. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. You've got to just harass him. He's the – you know, I'm just the the, – the fall guy in this, he's the one that actually runs everything. All right, so uh, Taryn Lupo from LCLReport.com, always good talking to you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend here. Thanks, gentlemen. And uh, still more to come, your calls, if you make them, about whatever you want, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We are here. We'll take your calls. Of course, also talk to some more interesting folks here at the 2010 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Coming up here in moments, live from the Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire. And uh, we're here as part of the uh, the Free State Project. Of course, we'll tell you more about the Free State Project here in a little bit. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As always, uh, much to discuss uh, this evening. Not too much in the way of show prep, though we have some things we could talk to, because we've got all kinds of interesting people here that uh, we'd like to discuss various different things with, and we've been doing so all night long here from the 2010 New Hampshire Liberty Forum, uh, brought to you by the Free State Project. 1-800-259-9231 will get you in touch with us. You're still welcome to bring up absolutely anything, but again, we've been talking with uh, interesting folks here all night, and we've got one that uh, we've never talked to before. John Bush is with us, and John, uh, you've been, I guess, hanging around with Kath- Catherine Bleich, and so that gives you some immediate credibility. Uh, what, what are you... <laughs> and a good um, chance of getting arrested. <laughs> what, maybe. Uh, what, what is it that, uh, that you guys have been doing together, and uh, how can... Uh, what do you do, John? I mean, uh, we've never met you before, so introduce yourself. Uh, tell, you're introducing yourself to us and our audience. Sure. Yeah, well, my name's John Bush, and I am... Bush, that means you're never getting elected president, right? <laughs> well, we've thought of that. I decided if I do run... When I do run for office, city council actually down in Austin, we're trying to do something similar that y'all are doing up in Keene, actually. Look up to y'all's efforts over there. Great. Uh, it'll be John Bush, and then in parentheses, no relation. So kind of make a tagline out of it. But yes, I do exist outside of Catherine Blyce. Uh, the first time y'all mentioned us on the show or mentioned me, said, "Oh yeah, Catherine Blyce," and I don't know her boyfriend or whatever, or co-host, whatever it was. Uh, but yeah, I've uh, been involved for probably about eight years now. As soon as I learned the realities of 9/11 back in 2002, I got involved and started exploring the whole conspiratorial side of things. And then through the Ron Paul campaign, got really 
active uh, with political action. And just recently, me and Catherine have been traveling the country, visiting the fusion centers and really exposing the police state, the surveillance state, meeting with FBI agents, with United States district attorneys and with the directors of the various fusion centers. And really just trying to you know, gain a better understanding of exactly how the police state, how the surveillance state apparatus works so we can you know, more better combat it. But also, more importantly, in a sense, we're trying to meet with these individuals to really genuinely let them know that we're not a threat, we're not violent in any way. We're just you know, liberty-loving Americans that are trying to do everything we can to restore this republic. Uh, so that's the latest endeavor that we've been involved in. I'm also the executive director of an organization back home. It's called Texans for Accountable Government. It's a nonprofit, transpartisan political action committee. We're doing doing a lot to push back on the police state, surveillance state back there. Uh, do a lot of work in the state house as now, well. Let me throw you a hardball question here. Why restore the republic? What's the point? <laughs> well, to be clear, I see restoring the republic as simply a means to an end. It's a midway point. My ultimate goal is, like Murray Rothbard says, if we don't hold our ultimate goal aloft, how can we ever? hope to achieve it. So it was actually Rothbard that turned me on to the ideas of uh, anarcho-capitalism and whatnot, and I know you guys are down with that in New Hampshire. So my ultimate goal is the complete destruction of the state in its entirety, oh, but okay. I believe halfway <laughs> down the point, uh, if we can actually restore the Constitution and put the hands, the reins of the government back in our own hands, then I believe at that point we can work to dismantle the state. But if you could, I mean, if you had the opportunity, I mean, you're down in Texas. I know there's a fairly, uh, I don't know how well uh, promoted, but I know it exists, a secession movement. I mean, would you rather just go ahead and secede uh, from uh, from the republic rather than try to restore it at a national level? I mean, would that be preferable to you? Um, well, some of the people that are heading the secession movement are, we call them Christian Taliban. So. Uh-oh. If they're oh, if they're going to secede and then they're going to implement some sort of Christian Sharia That's law, then I'm out on that. I'm with you there. I'm all about state sovereignty and decentralization. Yeah. And again, I mean, if secession is what it takes to, to march to decentralized government where we have more control and more authority, then I'm all for it. But if you're just going to put some D-bags in, in the spot of yeah. you know Barack Obama and the federal government, then I'm against it. Well, hopefully we'll see more uh, discussion about that particular issue across the country, mm-hmm. whether in Texas or Vermont has a pretty big movement. Right, because uh, even if, um, and, and you know, I'd, I'd hate it to be your state, right, but if a state decides to secede for the purpose of, uh, you know, setting up a Christian theocracy, mm-hmm. at that point, a state has seceded, mm-hmm. and it's possible, and then the next state, it, it's significantly easier for the next one to go along. And one of them has to be more pro-liberty than they are now, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. I mean, just... So, John, we were just on the phone recently with another uh, Austin activist, Barry Cooper. Are you familiar with Barry? Yeah, Do you he's work a buddy with him? Of mine. Sure. We love Barry. He's so awesome. He's and, good. Uh, mm-hmm. He's actually been up here and uh, he spoke at one of the uh, the Liberty Forums in the past. And hopefully, we'll be able to, to maybe next time you come up here, you can drag him back up here because sure. uh, certainly had a good time with him. So you mentioned uh, during one of the breaks when you were just here with the uh, the audience uh, that you do street theater. Mm-hmm. What's uh, that's something that you don't see very often in the Liberty Movement and. What, what what kind of effect does that have? What what sort of issues are you addressing with the street theater, and how does it work out? Sure. We try to do our activism like a two-prong approach. One, working inside of the state through political action and lobbying, meeting with your representatives and whatnot. And the other side, we try to do on the outside, be it civil disobedience, like mm-hmm. you guys are doing up in Keene, or through street theater to really raise awareness. And so one of the things that's happening... Uh, as usual, it's emanating from the federal government. So our police chief was offered uh, some grant money in order to train the DWI task force to do blood withdrawals themselves. Oh, God. In the event that somebody suspected uh, of being intoxicated. So in order to combat that, we drew up a resolution. We got the support of just about every single political organization in town, Democrats, Libertarians, Greens, Republicans, on and on. Uh, in order to get some public awareness, the past two Halloweens, we've all dressed up like vampire cops and paraded around downtown Austin and 6th Street. So the media really comes out and 
and gets involved. So I definitely encourage the activists out there, if, if there's something creative you can do in order yeah. to raise attention and awareness. Plus, it's fun, too. And new activists really have a lot of good times doing it, dressing up, acting like fools. I think that's a great idea. And it's really something that's one of the things I don't really see happening up here. I mean, New Hampshire has a real robust liberty movement mm-hmm. with, as you mentioned, the civil disobedience. And, of course, we were talking with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance earlier. And so there's a lot of politics and a lot of uh, disobedience and things like that going on, but not so much on the street theater. I can't say that I've ever seen that happening, and I think uh, I think it's a really cool idea. Now, you promote that to the local media and in advance. So you've got like a press list that you reach mm-hmm. out to. Is that how it works? Yeah, one of the we've come up with kind of a uh, a plan that we use with all the different issues because the issues just keep coming and coming and coming and coming. The first one starts with creating a Google group. I know some people are against using Google, but you just create a means of communication. Where I you say use store. whatever works. Whatever works, sure, and then. A press release, of course, get the information out there. But we do have press releases for all of the events, and the the press is really starting to grow on us. We're starting to make all the connections and stuff like that. So they're really starting to. Whenever we put out a press release now, they actually use our talking points and the mm. stories, which is pretty valuable. That's fantastic. So what kind of coverage have you gotten? Te- television, uh, radio, and yeah. what, what have you gotten? Well, just recently, uh, the BATF again emanating from the federal government. They came in in conjunction with the Austin Police Department. They shut down the longest running gun show in Travis County. Uh, oh. Using some sort of nuisance abatement law, they said that they were selling guns to illegal immigrants, which may or may not have been a police sting. Um, but so, so in order to do that, I'm sorry, in combating that, we decided to organize a rally to raise the public awareness. But we also sent out again the press releases. And we ended up getting major coverage from all the four or five major media outlets there in the city of Austin. So if you put out the press release and if you have something for them to go to to show up to, be it mm-hmm. a rally or some sort of street theater, then they will come out and of course, through the mainstream media, uh, they definitely have a lot of the viewers. And, again, if you build these good relationships with them, rather than bullhorning them and calling the mainstream media and yeah. being divisive, then they will slowly but surely start to pick up on some of your uh, some of your talking points. The print media isn't as favorable in some instances, but these these uh, news reporters are actually normal human beings, you know, so they're actually starting to come around. I think that's great. And you're absolutely right about that. I've been building a list of uh, media contacts for Keene, where I live, mm-hmm. and if you're friendly with them, then they say yes when you ask them if, uh, if they want to be receiving your news releases. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's uh, and, uh, maybe they have their biases, but that's okay. Mm. I'd rather take some coverage than none uh, whatsoever. People tend to complain about uh, the, the media coverage they receive. Well, it wasn't positive enough. Mm. So what? Did they spell your name right? Did they get your website right? You know, as long as you are, you're getting coverage, that's really all you can ask for. Definitely. And if it ends up being fair, then that's even better. Sure. Any publicity is good publicity. It, precisely. So, uh, so John Bush, how can uh, listeners uh, that are that are hearing this maybe keep up to date with the things that you're doing? Are there certain websites or, or ways to to link up with you? Sure. The organization in Texas is called Texans for Accountable Government. It's tagtexas.org. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the issues that we're fighting are happening all across the country. So what we're also trying to do is in traveling, Catherine Blash and myself have been traveling all around the country. We're trying to meet different activists that are doing the same thing so we can share with each other what works and what doesn't and move forward. Because, of course, our enemy, you know, they have these uh, nonprofit foundations and the Council on Foreign Relations, and they're keeping track of what works and what doesn't in different localities, and they're using it in order to better create their, you know, tyrannical world government. So we're trying to do the same thing. And also, Catherine Blash and myself are doing Operation Defuse.com, traveling on the country, right. visiting the Fusion Center. So tag.org. Tagtexas.org. Tagtexas.org. And Operation Defuse.com. Great. John Bush, thanks for coming on Free Talk Live tonight. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Very good. Uh, 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Only moments remain tonight's show. Of course, we're going to be here all weekend. Mark's going to be here. Gardner Goldsmith uh, sitting in with you for the remainder of the weekend. We'll still take your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, even in these remaining moments. Enough time to get your call in. You can make it now. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And uh, we've talked about all of our wonderful sponsors tonight. We have. I've covered it all. The Free State Project, I think, deserves an extra mention. Uh, They are one of the longest-running sponsors of this program. They're the folks that are putting on this excellent event that we are attending this weekend here in Nashua, New Hampshire, at the Crown Plaza Hotel. It's the 2010 New Hampshire Liberty Forum, fourth one, and we've been here for all four of them. We had the pleasure. They keep growing. Uh, yeah, they really. It's hundreds of people. What Chris Lawless said, over 530 people, I think, registered for this weekend. Sounds plus, right. Plus, you get the walk-ups too. So we may end up seeing 600 or more people here uh, throughout the weekend as people come up and maybe you know get a, uh, a uh, like one of the the a la carte packages. Maybe if you can just come up for a Saturday, if you can just come up for uh, for Friday, whatever. Come on up here and meet some of these amazing people. Some people here for the very first time. Uh, d- just met James from Louisiana. He made the trip all the way up here, and, and it can be difficult. I think uh, to some extent when it's your first time here. Taryn was talking about it, you know, last year or whatever was his first time here and now all of a sudden you know you're back with friends so the first time you go around you introduce yourself you uh you know have a few drinks with uh, with folks and you break the ice and then uh the, by the time you come back the next year it's like your old your old pals yep uh, you know especially the new people that came from that time it's sort of it's sort of a graduating class you, you just stay with them yeah exactly and it's just a, such a great group of folks i mean we've got people here from uh, visiting from dubai even uh so it's an international uh group so uh, 800-259-9231, and of course we've been talking with interesting folks here all night long uh, just about a variety of different things because the people in this movement are into all kinds of different stuff. Uh, they're busy doing some of them, as we were mentioning before, some of the street theater. Uh, we had John Bush on. We've uh, talked about politics. The New Hampshire Liberty Alliance was here earlier. Uh, creating media, Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. Taryn Lupo from uh, from LCLReport.com. So whether it's media or civil disobedience or politics, there's so much happening. So we're focusing here, uh, of course, on, on New Hampshire and, and, and what's going on because there's just so much. And you can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to learn more about some of the events that are happening this weekend, uh, to learn more about the event. Get yourself up here, especially if you're in the New England area this weekend. Rich Tommaso is joining us now from the New Hampshire Libertarian Party. And Rich, I am a, uh, a former Libertarian Party member, so I, I don't know if this is going to be an easy interview for you. <laughs> but welcome uh, to Free Talk Live, and make sure you talk right into that microphone. Uh, What's going on with the New Hampshire Libertarian Party? Now, you're the, before we go on, uh, your titles-wise, you're the president or... Uh, the, I'm the new chairman of the okay, party. Okay, the chairman. So what's, uh, what's the New Hampshire Libertarian Party doing? How is it different from other Libertarian parties around the country? Okay, uh, well, what we're doing here, uh, we're running the full spectrum of a political party. Uh, we're running candidates. Uh, we go up to the State House and testify. Um, you know, we put out a regular newsletter. We train activists. Uh, we... Uh, take stands on issues. Uh, we were involved in the uh, anti-real ID coalition. Um, I'm usually up in Concord every week testifying and everything from election reform. Uh, we supported the medical marijuana bill, the decrim bill. We were against the seatbelt bill. Um, so we're out there um, actually being engaged and being a, a force for political change 
um, and not just, you know, talking about liberty. Didn't the New Hampshire Libertarian Party kind of make news, uh, I mean, in the libertarian world at least, mm -hmm. uh, a while back for rejecting the national party on something like some sort of national funding we, or something uh, like that? Back in, I want to say 2002-ish, uh, we separated our membership because we saw some of what might be coming uh, financially um, and that was about a year before the, the unified membership program uh, imploded. So we saw that coming, and so we saved our members um, a lot. The, re the resources stayed here in the states, and that's still true today. We, we, uh, our memberships are separate. Um, I know some people have concerns about national memberships, but uh, all our in-state members, if they want to just support the New Hampshire Party, we're totally okay with that. So. I quit the National Libertarian Party uh, publicly a, a couple years ago, right before they elected Bob Barr as their presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the, one of my problems, my biggest problem with the, the Libertarian Party is that they aren't the party of principle anymore. I mean, they st it still says that on their website and on their, you know, the, the paperwork that they put out. It still says they're the party of principle, but if you've read any of their press releases you know that they've been taken over uh, by essentially neoconservatives or conservatives or whatever, and they've really watered down the message of the party. Has that happened to the New Hampshire Libertarian Party? Um, I would say no. We've always been uh, – the, the New Hampshire contingent has always been on more on the, the purest, radical, grassroots side of the party mm -hmm. for as long as, as I've been around. Um, we certainly have the full range uh, of libertarians here. Um, we're not you know, necessarily a litmus test party. Um, but I understand your concern. A lot of members across the country, um, I just went to the National State Chairs Conference, and, and conversations like that are still happening um, across the country and even within state affiliates. Um, so I do understand your concerns, but I, I think we here in New Hampshire have always um, – I don't believe you have to sacrifice your principles to make real practical political gains, and some people think you do, and – that's just the two different philosophies. Now, now, what kind of political gains have been happening here in New Hampshire for the Libertarian Party? Because, honestly, I haven't heard of much. I don't ever hear about them uh, even existing in uh, Cheshire County, which is where I live. Uh, I don't even – if they are, if they exist, they don't make any appearances at anything that I've ever seen. So they, they're kind of uh, non-existent as far as I can tell. Uh, and I know that it's – they're not one of the recognized major parties as far as ballot access is concerned. So mm -hmm. is that one of those constant uh, hoops that you guys are trying to jump through to, to get on the ballot at, at an equal level with the Republicans and right. Democrats? And, and that's a part of challenge that all minor parties have is you have these ballot access laws, which unfortunately New Hampshire keeps making tougher – um, mm -hmm. And, and there, there's, a, there's a series of things that go into that. Um, you know, there, there's the petitioning effort. There's the actual having a campaign, volunteers fundraising, you know, thing any political campaign has. So, yes, unfortunately, um, the state does not recognize us as a political party. So What's there, that take? I mean, how do you, uh, how do you, you have think? You have to get 4% um, um, in the, either the governor's or U.S. Senate race um, to be considered a major party. Jeez. That cycle. That's nearly impossible. It's, they don't make it easy. That's, uh, that's for sure. So what are the, some of the things that uh, you guys are working on right now? Um, like I said, uh, this past couple years, um, we've been much more active up at the State House. Um, some of what you talked with uh, Don Lincoln about with the NHLA, um, we're doing some very similar things on our own. Um, we were doing that before the NHLA, but uh, they trained a lot of activists. So we've been, those that are members, um, we found a nice synergy there. I'm up at the State House all the time. 
Uh, How are you received? I mean, the, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance seems to be received fairly positively by many of the uh, so-called representatives. I mean, how do they look to the, the Libertarian Party? Um, for the most part, pretty well. Um, I mean, part of the things we, we, we t- we've always been teaching people is you have to know the sort of the rules of the game up there and how to present yourself. Um, I've, I've talked to people who I honestly am on the opposite political sides with, but who will work with me when we have common ground to welcome my testimony. I mean, I've had reps, you know, come chase me down a hallway to get an answer on a question because they want to know what my opinion is or if I support them on something. So I think for the most part, we've been making a pretty good impression and and actually opening some reps' eyes uh, on several issues, um, particularly now as, as we start talking to more and more committees that we ne- haven't necessarily in the past. But what's the website for uh, for people that might be interested uh, to to visit and learn more about the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire? Uh, that would be lpnh.org for Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. Great. Rich Tomaso, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, Mark, I'm so jealous. You get to, to be here all weekend and enjoy various different speakers uh, tomorrow, just a few highlights. Of course, Andrew Napolitano from Fox News will be the keynote address. Of course, there's going to be a, a dinner that goes along with that. And I'm pretty sure, I think Chris, uh, the organizer, mentioned that it's too late to buy into that dinner. The dinner, but you can come see Andrew Napolitano. You can still see the speech? speech? Yeah. yeah, that's as my understanding, yes. Okay, so you need to come here and get the last-minute tickets on that. Uh, Andrew Napolitano will be here tomorrow night. Boston Tea Party is going to be here. The folks from the Liberty Caravan uh, will be speaking. They made the trip from California here to New Hampshire over the past couple of weeks. And a number of those uh, folks from the Liberty Caravan, are, are they're making their move. Some people are just coming to visit, to, coming to check out New Hampshire, but some of them are actually making their move. They're going to be talking about their experiences. Bradley Balco from Reason Magazine will be speaking tomorrow morning. Also, uh, Catherine Bleich, we had her on uh, earlier tonight. Names I don't recognize, but I'm sure that some people do. Uh, they, there's just so much going on, a lot of things happening concurrently. So you'll have to make a choice uh, as to where you want to go. And, of course, as was pointed out, if you can't make it here, well, you should, but if you can't make it here, some of these videos are going to be posted online. Freestateproject.org is going to be the place to go to uh, to see those. And then, of course, Saturday, uh, Anthony Gregory from LewRockwell.com. He's going to be here. David Friedman, Brett from the School Sucks podcast, Angela Keaton from Antiwar.com. And Will Grigg on Sunday from LewRockwell.com. Ernest Hancock from uh, Freedom's Phoenix. He was uh, in here earlier. I'm sure you're going to have him on the show at some point, right? Absolutely. So all kinds of interesting interviews coming up here. And, of course, your calls if you make them. We're done for tonight from the 2010 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Back tomorrow night live from the Liberty Forum in Nashua, New Hampshire, from FreeStateProject.org and FreeTalkLive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.